Dawn breaks. A rooster crows. A man rubs the sleep from his eyes. As the city awakens, he drifts through it, knowing he alone has a higher calling. Across town, a storefront cracks its doors. A soda fountain stirs to life, motors whirring, syrup dripping through the tubes. A convergence. The man finishes his journey across town. The man? Me, Aaron Staley. The storefront? The topic of this week's Doughboys podcast, Church's Chicken. One, two, three, four, boys! Welcome to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Aaron Staley. I'm Brian Edwards. And I'm Rob Hansen. And Brendan isn't here this week. Womp womp. Womp womp womp. He's I, getting drunk with family. I think this will be the best episode ever. <laughs> Guaranteed. I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, we all know Brendan's the fourth favorite, you know, member of the Faux Boys. Yeah, as all our listeners know, Brendan's the least favorite. <laughs> Right. All of our listeners, if you've listened to the first episode, you know Brendan's the least good. <laughs> and, you know, that's fine. We, we you know, uh, there's four of us. Somebody's got to be the worst. And it just happens to be Brendan. Yeah. Did I get too mean? Nope. <laughs> no. I, I just feel like I dodged a bullet. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing this week? Uh, better than last week. That's good. So there's that to look forward to. I was very, very productive. I had the day off from work, mostly because nice. I looked at the schedule and said, there's not much for me to do. I'm doing a lot of this and that, and it's, yeah, why not just take the day off? And I had annoyingly gotten notices to renew my driver's license, my health card, and my passport was expiring in like a week. So I said, well, fuck it. Let's just do all three in one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I loaded up some podcasts, and it Jeez. hit the town. <laughs> I tell you what, Brian, I... Spent about an hour and a half this afternoon at the Motor Vehicle Association in Maryland getting my uh, car title transferred over. Yep. And uh, I tell you what, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> Just the entire process. I I went in there. I even had a moment at the beginning of my trip to the Motor Vehicle Association where I said, you know... it." It's a shame people just can't have a positive attitude about this. You know, it takes time. <laughs> it's paperwork. But, you know, I'm here. I'm keeping positive. And just over the course of the next hour, the life drained from me. So I give you credit for doing even one of those things on a day, let alone all three. I don't mind doing them because it's very organized. You get a ticket with a number on it. You watch the numbers go up in sequence. Uh, and I can see how far away you're at. Oh, it's like E-176, I've got E-194, i got a little bit of time. And you, you, and you see that there's like 10, 15 people all working. So it's not like you have to worry about one or two kiosks and that's it. So like, okay, we'll get through this. It's fine. Yeah. And then I that's got, fair. I did that. I, I, the first one, the health card and the driver's license took the longest. Took about an hour of waiting time. But I it even said it's about an hour wait time right now. So, okay, they've been telling me how long it is. That's fair. I get out of there, and I go, okay, let's see if I have time to get to the passport office. I've got, like, half an hour or so. And I was like, well, we'll see. And I get there. I get right to the – I walk there, walk to the office, go up and realize, oh, fuck, I forgot to get passport photos. Oh, no. All the way back down. <laughs> and I know there's, like, a, a convenience store just next door that does passport photos. They're very smart that they do that just for people yeah. like me. I went in there. I said, oh, can I get passport photos? Yeah, sure. 
And so she sets it up, takes a picture, and says, oh, can you come here? And she shows me the picture of a guy. I thought she was, like, showing me this is what you need to look like. This guy was right here a few minutes ago. He forgot his debit card here. If, <laughs> oh, man. If you go to the DMV right now, or the passport office, and you oh, see my him, God. can you tell him it's here? It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to memorize this guy's face and, like, his outfit. I go, all right. And, like, goes, if, don't worry. If you get in line before 4.30, they have to serve you. So you'll be fine. It's like, okay, that's great to know. I, I was worried that I'd have to, like, just mail in or come back another day. No big deal. So I get there. And I, I get my, t- I just get my number first just to make sure I'm good. Then I start looking around, and I feel like people are staring at me, like, "Sit the fuck down, idiot! Your number's not getting called. You just got here." But like, no, 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 I'm looking for someone. And I look around, I look around. I don't see anyone. I see one guy who might be, but I can't see his shirt. And I don't want to like lean in or anything, so I just, yeah. I'll just sit and wait till he's done writing his forms. <laughs> then I see him sit down. I kind of, I'm looking over, like I must look like the biggest creep. <laughs> I'm like leaning over to see this guy's shirt. Like, I, I think that might be it, but. The contrast might be off from the picture in my head. <laughs> so I just went up to like, excuse me, were you just next door getting your pictures done? He's like, uh, yes. Oh, because the lady there said you left your debit card. It's like, so he's and showed through. me your pictures. <laughs> I didn't say that part. I just said you left your your debit, and he looks through his wall and said, oh, okay, thanks. And then I assume he's just oh waiting gosh. until he's done the passport office that went over there afterwards, but. <laughs> It was super awkward. I go, do we even say anything? Maybe just let him figure it out. Like, no, no. Good Samaritan. This is probably the guy. If it's not, no big deal. Uh, that is so, so funny. It was him. And so, yeah, I did my good deed for the day. Well, you also job. got to do that comedy guy thing of, like, talking to strangers when the opportunity presents itself. <laughs> so awkward. But, like, oh, suck it up. I would be grateful if someone told me. Like, I don't think he even knew it was missing. Like right. He wasn't like looking for it. Like he like check, double checked his wallet. So it's like I would be relieved if someone told me my debit card was next door. Oh, absolutely. I have a great passport story too. Uh, but if you want to hear it, you should go listen to episode two of Chris Gethard's Beautiful Anonymous podcast on the Earwolf nice Network. <laughs> on the Earwolf Network, on which I guested. Uh, that was weird. Um, <laughs> it was a very good. But yeah, that was me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, if anyone didn't know that was me, if that, uh, the anonymity is long gone. <laughs> no. Um, I also did like a Reddit AMA about it and linked to my Twitter and stuff. So people know it's me, but. I found out a guy in my improv class I just finished up, uh, is a foamy. He got into it. Whoa. Through Julia's beautiful anonymous episode. That's amazing. He's like, Hey, I just know Like, I think I posted a thing about our class on. Uh, the board he goes hey that was me you're talking about and we started chit-chatting about the board and all that he goes that's hilarious <laughs> that is so wild i know what a weird can i tell you one time i thought i had run into like a foamy in the wild foamy for the uninitiated the nighttime foam corner is a facebook group for podcast fans um especially <laughs> the earwolf network and paul f Tompkins, but general comedy podcasts and uh so i was at the live comedy bang bang podcast um, and actually met up with some people from the foam corner yep. right before. So I met up with Mike Sains and William R. Nice. Um, it was supposed to be a foam meetup, but the three of us were the ones who showed up. Um, but like I saw other people in the in the restaurant we were in, which was next door to the venue, like walking around in like Hanong Man t-shirts yeah. and like comedy <laughs> bang bang reference clothes. And I kept being like, hey, and then being like, oh, like if I saw this person in the world, 
there would be a 5% chance I know them from the internet. Yeah. If I see this person next door to the Comedy Bang Bang Theater, <laughs> at at the cheap restaurant next door to the Comedy Bang Bang Theater... Where you like, agree to meet, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they were all strangers. There, there's, you know, there's people from the phone corner. Aaron Allison, I'm calling you out. Aaron Allison is in the phone corner. We're like friends on Facebook. Like, we're like pals at this point. And we have been at at least two of the same show together, and she will not meet up with me. Oh. Called out. I was at the I was at the Tignotaro show, and Aaron was like, "I'm not going to meet up with you. I'm here, Harsh. but I don't. I I just don't really want to meet up. Like nothing on you know whatever. People have their own things. But she was also like, also look look for fourteen seats to your left. There's Michael Ian Black. <laughs> <laughs> she knew where she saw me she knew where i was <laughs> like like not nothing on you aaron but i was like who's been watching me this whole time like i had know. someone at one of the live cbb shows who's like hey we can see you from they took a picture of where i was oh from yeah see and so i like turned around and waved and they took another picture i think i remember seeing this go through the group feed <laughs> i remember seeing on my way to the first live bang show uh, I saw a guy uh, wearing a Hainang Man shirt like a block away. And just as we were crossing each other, I said, Hainang Man. And he paused, didn't know how to react for a second. I was like, oh, oh, Hainang Man. And then kept walking. Like, it's like <laughs> the second I realized someone got his reference. <laughs> That's hilarious. I met this part Brendan. of why I don't. I what? met Brendan at a Comedy Bang Bang live show in Boston. Oh, really? My condolences. <laughs> <laughs> he was pleasant enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, that goes on his tombstone. He was pleasant enough. I this is why I don't like uh uh like obscure reference t-shirts. Oh, like, opposite. I love them just for this reason. When someone spots you in a crowd, gets the reference, then you know, oh, we've got something in common. This well, is no cool one's going to get it. And we have something No one's ever going to get it. I used to be into another weird subculture which was rollerblading. Mm-hmm. Um, like extreme park, uh, skate park rollerblading, and this is like four or five years ago, like not when it was cool. <laughs> um, and there's a particular brand of rollerblades called Shadow, um, spelled badly, um, <laughs> and they are step in, you know, wrap, uh, whatever, st- uh, strap on skates, um, and they actually are legit. Like people, people buy these instead of like the $450 carbon fiber ones, because they're fine, you know? Um, and I bought them in college cause I could get to class and still have shoes on, you know? Um, uh, but I used to walk around campus, like staring at people's feet to see if I could catch somebody wearing shadow, like <laughs> shoes that come with the skates. Cause it would have been the coolest instance of, of, uh, you know, of like convergence of like, you know, different, whatever somebody from this other small small subculture and i actually did make a friend in a class um there's a there's there's a couple of of like online retailers for rollerblading one of which is called roller warehouse and there was a guy in the front row of my electrical engineering class uh i think it was uh signals and systems or something like that wearing a power uh uh whatever a uh, roller warehouse uh beanie and so i went up and i was like hey what's the uh, logo on your hat uh, is that Roller Warehouse? And he was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, I skate. And he was like, me too. And we actually hung out That's for like cool. two years in college then and like skated together. So I'm kind of ruining my own argument here. But <laughs> You have made friends. But I mean, yes, but that was from like a subtle logo. The thing is like I wear shirts that are a logo. Like I own, I bought the Comedy Bang Bang Tour shirt, which I shouldn't have. It's ugly. Um, 
but I do have uh, the Never Not Funny t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool logo. I think the form factor is cool. And it's obvious that it's a thing. When somebody yeah. looks at that, they say, oh, it's Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo. What kind of show is that? And you can say, oh, it's a podcast. Not like Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo. What is that, a car? Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. But if you see Hanong sure. Man on a t-shirt, it's gibberish. It's gobbledygook. You know? Yeah, that's true. So, to, so like, I wouldn't want to wear that around just because other people are going to be like, okay. Like, every, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, I stop caring if they don't get it. If they get it, I know <laughs> I've met a good friend. They don't get mm-hmm. it. Most people don't ask me about what my t-shirt means if they don't already have true too. what it means. I've got CBB shirts. I've got Doughboy shirt. I've got tons. Mm. I kind of want the Doughboy shirt. Stuff, but, like, more obscure reference stuff. Uh, when people do get it, it's, I don't, we're, we're best friends at this point. If they don't, rarely has anyone asked me what it means and been weird about it. It's like, oh, a podcast? <laughs> Who cares? I'm going to start hanging that stuff up in my apartment, I think. Yeah, I've got way too much stuff hung up in my apartment. <laughs> I'm looking at my You Talking You Two to Me sub-podcast poster that was oh, signed by I love Scotty. That. Got my Savannah, Georgia from Savannah from Space Spontaneous Ocean poster. That's a good one. You know that Russian version of Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons? Not me. You remember not, that? Not Rob? me either. It's like when, <laughs> when Krusty loses Itchy and Scratchy, he gets a bootleg Russian version, which is like obscure 50s beatnik style art. And uh, I mean, a, I can picture what you're talking about, but so, I, someone I'm made not a familiar with the source. It, it looks like legit like art. <laughs> There's like no reference to it being from The Simpsons. And I've got That's that, cool. Uh, framed I love that. Too. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy a uh, Lisa Hanawalt print. Um, there's, uh, I just bought her book. Lisa Hanawalt uh, is the cartoonist who does um, uh, uh, Bojack Horseman. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I bought her book, yeah. and it's amazing. And there was this piece I kind of wanted. Um, it's just this sort of couple. They're like half animal, of course, like everything Lisa draws. Just like lounging in like yeah. a cabin. And it just has this sense of like space and airiness and openness. And I just love it. And then I got the book, and the book has, like a lot of like art books, it sort of fades in and out of narrative. And at one point, there's like a four or five page uh, sort of narrative strip that culminates with like a huge emotional scene for the strip, you know? Like yeah. the most, I would say, the most emotionally effective scene in the entire book. And then the next page was a two page spread of this art piece I already like wanted in my house. So now I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I definitely need to buy this. So at this point, it's just a question of how big do I get it and where where on the wall does it go, you know? Because to me, having something like that, it's like it's like for me, yeah. you know? Whereas a shirt, I feel like it's for everyone else, which is why I dress in a very pretty, like, I, don't, I guess you neither, none of you have met me, but I, I, I generally wear pretty, pretty basic clothes, yeah, you know? Yeah, mine, mine are usually fairly nondescript, like basic, solid colors, or maybe yeah. a geometric stripe pattern or something like that, and that's about it. Yeah, I've got a closet of about three hundred band shirts. <laughs> that's a that's a look though, and 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 the band shirt thing, you know, that fades away. It does, you know, if I walk out on a band shirt, like my friends are like, "Yo, what are you wearing?" You know, but my brother wears band shirts all the time, yeah. also, you know, and people are like, "Oh, cool, good shirt," you know. I've, just, I've like toned myself. What I'm just I was gonna say I am long past caring about what anybody thinks. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that's and, fair. And then going back to what Brian said, I appreciate when one person on the street out of five thousand might recognize the shirt. Yeah, 
I yeah, might I'd say that. I'm like that with Halloween costumes too. I usually go with a pop culture reference that I love, and if anyone else gets it, like I never go as like uh, you know sexy doctor or uh, <laughs> a zombie, like very generic stuff. I find that so boring. <laughs> like my one of my all time favorite Halloween costumes is like I want to say 2002 or three. I went as um, Principal Scudworth from Clone High. Very and, nice. Like, two people got it, but those two people I loved, and I didn't care if anyone else got it. Guys, big news. I accidentally deleted my Doughboys notes Oh no! Oh, for the oh, last no. three Shoot. weeks, but I did undo it successfully. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I took a few notes, but not very extensive. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the webpage up in front of me so I could tell you what restaurants I hit and with whom. That's, that's smart. about it. <laughs> Uh, well, I think we should go to our, our first regular segment that we seem to have been doing, which is Nintendo Talk. <laughs> uh, I am watching my Nintendo 3DS as Pokemon Sun downloads onto it right now. Uh, Rob, are you are you a Pokemon guy? I, I love Pokemon. I haven't played in a very long time because I do not have a 3DS. Mm. Uh, I'm very tempted, but I just can't make that happen right now. You know, wait for the Switch. If, I'm sure if it's going to be on the Switch, on I will be there day one, but right now I can't God, do it. It's making me sad. Desperately hope it's going to be on the Switch. I know of Pokemon. So Pokemon was probably after year yeah, when was. you stopped playing video games. Very much so. Wow. Because the original know. Pokemon games came out in the mid-90s? 95? No. Earlier? 94? Maybe like 97? Was it that late? That makes sense. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Nope. 97. I am up to the final castle in Zelda 2 on my Nintendo Classic, though. That's exciting. Very nice. So pretty productive week. <laughs> it's been such an unproductive week, or such a uh, differently productive week yeah. for me, that I, I on like Monday, was like talking to uh, Dan Heimseth from the Facebook groups, mm-hmm. who was like telling me to get the the Pokemon Sun demo because you can like unlock something with it. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll definitely do that. I'll definitely have like, a couple hours to play through a demo. Didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me. So today I was going to download the demo and I start seeing Facebook posts that are like, the game's out! I'm like, oh, I missed it. I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll just buy the game. Yeah. I love it. It's one of my favorite games. It's super, it's just so simple and but it, it, it's it's so deep for how simple it is, you know? Absolutely. Like, it sucks me in so much. I don't know. So so here's what I'll say, guys. We, we tried to record last week and had some uh, lost audio. Um, so there's a lost uh, Faux Boys episode out there for all the big, all the, all the Faux Heads out there. <laughs> <laughs> you try to just, just get sad about that. Um, I'm thinking maybe we go backwards from the uh, most recent episode. Sure. Okay. Um, because, first of all, the Church's Chicken episode came out yesterday. So it's still kind of in the Doughboy right. zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, it's my favorite of the three chains covered in the three episodes that we haven't covered yet on this show. Sure. Uh, so yeah, so let's talk about Church's Chicken. So, uh, do do you guys have any personal experiences with Church's Chicken? I just found out today that we have one in the city, in Toronto. (laughs) It's about an hour commute away from me, which, considering all the errands I had to run today, didn't feel worth it to me. Fair. That but fair. I think I'll definitely give it a shot. They seem to like it a lot. So def- uh, I did notice, though, we don't have fried okra as an option, which didn't surprise me, but did disappoint me. No okra up in Toronto, huh? No. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. Well, we do have it. I went there yesterday. 
Um, I had to drive an hour round trip to get there. Uh, Dedication, Rob. Fucking I mean, boys. <laughs> Look how they're doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also uh, I'm I'm trying to do better uh, health wise. Trying to eat a yeah. little better. And I decided last week that I'm going to let Doughboys mandate what I am allowing myself as a cheat day every week. Wow. So I like that. If it's attainable, that will be how I decide the day. That's, cheat day. That's good. Um, I, That's awesome. But I did eat like five pieces of chicken. <laughs> hey, it's not a cheat day if you're not cheating, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what exactly did you get there? You got your five pieces of chicken? Uh, I got five pieces, uh, all spicy. Nice. I, That's a big box, right? Isn't that what they call that? Uh, I don't remember what they called. I don't think. I think I got a. I think I did like a two and a three, because I was trying oh, different okay. sides. Fair. Uh, I, I got the mashed potatoes. I was wholly disappointed with, and I got the mac and cheese, huh. which was fine. Uh, chicken was pretty good. I, you know, they brought up on the episode comparing it to Popeyes and KFC. I would put Popeyes above it, KFC below it. Um, but it, uh, it was pretty good. Those biscuits though. Oh man. Oh, oh man. I love those biscuits. Biscuits though. They're so good. But when I went there, they were out of jalapeno poppers, okra and chicken sandwiches. Are you serious? Yeah, it was, uh, I was pretty disappointed. That's a travesty, man. (laughs) Did you tell them you drove all the way there because of a podcast? (laughs) No, I did not. I should have. (laughs) Don't you know who I am? (laughs) Where's a manager? I am one fourth of Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I demand to speak to the authorities. Wave your iPhone in front of them. See, look, I'm on a podcast. You know, that's this is one of the main problems with chain restaurants, though, is the variable quality yeah. between chains. Absolutely. Like the Doughboys make a big deal about how consistent places are, and it's good when it's true. Yeah. But. Like, for example, I went to Five Guys for dinner today, and Five Guys is a particular favorite of mine. Um, I go to the Five Guys near my work. Well, less now, because I'm also trying to be better about my health. Uh, But I I used to go to the Five Guys by my work like once or twice a week. And I have a consistent same order. It's a little burger with lettuce, pickles, uh, light pickles, mayo, light raw onions. Uh... I'm definitely forgetting something. And little fries. And that's always... I have the exact same order. I know what I'm getting at Five Guys. But I went to this Five Guys. Uh, it actually used to be my like home Five Guys like two apartments ago. And it was garbage. Uh-huh. It was, the thing was full of like badly cut cut onions. The fries were undercooked. Like I've had undercooked fries at like other Five Guys before. You know? Like Five Guys is one of my favorite places. Five Guys is actually my favorite like fast food burger chain. Yeah. But... The variable consistency with chain with chain restaurant food is is and maybe it's just because it's so consistent that you notice the little yeah, deviations. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I don't that, know. That's that's a super big disappointment when you like have your regular thing or you have this place you go to. It's usually good to you, or you hit one that's a different location, and it's like, oh, oh, this is off. Yeah. It just <laughs> ruins your whole day. What What are your guys like mainstay fast food? Like, I we all go to a lot of fast food restaurants, but. If there's one fast food item that epitomizes your go-to fast food order, what is it? Oh, oh man. I do like to try different things. I try not to get the exact same thing every time. Although with like something like Five Guys, because it's a very small menu, I usually get pretty much the same thing there just because you can't really get that many different things. 
True. Uh, but like Wendy's, I'm almost always getting something different. Like I'll get a spicy really? chicken one time. I'll get a bacon cheeseburger the next time. Let's get a cheeseburger another time. I'll get chicken strips another time. You know, fast food is one place where I know I don't experiment at all. Oh, if there's like some new sandwich, like especially at Wendy's, Wendy's is pretty good about like here's our new mm. spicy jalapeno cheddar sandwich. Like, oh, I'm all over that. I always get the new sandwiches at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. And Dunkin' right? Donuts is kind of my my original fast food restaurant because I grew up keeping kosher. I didn't eat at yeah. most fast food restaurants until a few years ago. Sure. The exception being Dunkin' Donuts because there was a kosher Dunkin' Donuts uh, <laughs> where I lived. Um, oh, wow. So veggie sausages, basically. Um, and there's a Dunkin' Donuts in my building. There's a Dunkin' Donuts literally one staircase up from oh, my no. desk. Yeah, it is. I'm going to be realistic here. 40 feet from my desk to the stairs, one flight of stairs up, and then another 40 feet to the counter where I'm ordering my <laughs> <Wow>. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> That's like Brennan's dream. <laughs> I mean, frankly, it's amazing I don't eat there three times a week and only eat there once a week as it is. Um, so, yeah, I, I think maybe because I'm so comfortable with Dunkin', I've been there so many yeah. times that whatever new thing comes out there, I'll always give it a try. Um, this week I tried out their new black pepper bacon uh, egg and cheese sandwich on a croissant, which was... I'm going to go ahead and say a gross. They put way too much bacon on there, um, and it all it wouldn't like it wouldn't like cut when you yeah like toothed it with your teeth. You know, it would just like sort of slide out. Yeah, it's that microwave yeah. bacon. Ugh, it was bad, man. And by the way, you can microwave bacon very good. If you microwave it long enough, it gets crispy. I love a crispy bacon. Creamy. You can get crispy bacon in a microwave. It's great. Um. In fact, I actually I converted a friend of mine who's like one of these real like gotta you gotta cook meat over an open flame type of guys. No. Um, to he he started microwaving his bacon after he had microwave bacon at my place. He was like, "That was actually pretty good," you know. And it takes like whatever three minutes, four minutes, and and you're all done. Um, I've never tried but microwaving bacon. It's Maybe it's I good. Won't. You microwave it longer than you think you would. Yeah. Hmm. I've done pretty that solid. Went in a crunch. Yeah. <laughs> and you get crunchy bacon out of the Delicious. deal. <laughs> Speaking of bacon, uh, my current staple, if I go to Wendy's, I used to be a spicy chicken guy all the time, but I am now mm-hmm. a baconator every single time I go there. And I don't I don't know what it is. I, I used to not be big on their burgers, and in the last like year or two, I really turned around. Um, I really like Wendy's burgers. Yeah. I only tried Wendy's burgers. I, the first Wendy's burger I ever had was after the first... Uh, after the Wendy's episode of Doughboys. Rusty's episode. Yeah, oh yeah. Paul Rust episode, I believe it's 57 of Doughboys. I, I, got, I got the Rusty, which is the Dave's classic single. Hmm. It's good. That's what I get. I get a Dave's single, no cheese. See, I don't, I don't love the, the Baconator because I like the extra toppings. I don't like it when it's just meat and cheese I and love bacon. It. I need like <laughs> onion and tomato and lettuce, like mm. all that extra stuff. Like, for me, like the same thing with pizzas, hot dogs, anything where there's toppings. For me, the more the better. Like I, get, I like I see like a pepperoni pizza. I go, oh, that's so fucking boring. Or it's <laughs> a cheese pizza. Go, Ugh, get a flavor profile already. See, pizza, <laughs> pizza, and burgers to me, toppings wise, are in a very different space. Because burgers, so with the burgers, I'm a single burger kind of guy. Yeah. One patty. Yeah. I really like like a quarter pound burger or less meat yeah. in a burger. Like I don't. I, the meat is almost a seasoning yeah. for me. Hundred percent agree. Um, and 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 for burgers, I'm going for balance. You know, I I kind of like having the lettuce on there. It gives it some body. 
Um, I like having mayo and pickles for tanginess. You know, the onions give it some sharpness. Yep. Um, and that's kind of my choice. Put something spicy on there if you like. I don't like a spicy burger personally. Put some cheese on there if you like that flavor combination. I don't personally. Um, but like with a burger, I get it. I see why it's happening. Too many toppings can spoil a burger. But also if you're somebody who likes more meat than I do, put more toppings on, balances it out. I get that. With pizza, for pizza, I'm going for optimal browningness, which is a word. Yep. I'm going for crispy but not crunchy crust. Yep. I'm going for browned but not burnt cheese. Yep. And the minute you put a topping on your pizza, you fuck up the browning completely, especially if it's three-dimensional. I will forgive pepperoni. Yeah, pepperoni gets forgive, a pass on like, that. Oh, I love a yeah. crispy pepperoni and pizza. Oh, it's delicious. Oh. I will even forgive one or two light toppings. You know, the way Domino's does toppings, a little lighter than that even, yeah. you know? If you get banana peppers on there or green peppers or something, you know, one or two things. Give it some flavor. Fine. I can live with that. It's not my choice, but I can live with that. But as soon as you start getting into, like, veggie pizza, yeah. it's a salad. Yeah. It's a salad on a pizza. It's steamed a, vegetables a at that point. veggie pizza has never come out great. It's awful. In my opinion, I like a veggie pizza is always bad. I like in my to put Amen. about three <laughs> toppings on a pizza, and maybe some sort of like flavoring on top of that. Like our one of our pizza chains up here, Pizza Pizza, has this like uh, garlic and pepper seasoning that they'll shake on mm. for you. So good. I could like. I, I do love. To, I I want to steal the container from the store when I go in. <laughs> oh, it's so tasty! It's just dried garlic a, and pepper flakes together. Oh, fucking good. Black pepper or red pepper? Uh, I like red peppers. Here's an unpopular decision. Uh, decision opinion I have is I love black pepper on pizza. I don't think I've ever really put it on there, but I would. I yeah, love I can't say I've tried, but I find no fault with that. If I'm at a, if I'm like really binging on pizza, and um, you know, it's because I start with cheese pizza, it kind of starts to get boring. You know, uh, I will put Parmesan, red, and black pepper on there, it and it's really good. good. I'm always a big fan of garlic, some sort of garlic seasoning on pizza. Mm. Oh. I love getting a lot of crushed red pepper on there while it's still, you know, hot and, you know, a little moist, so it can all yeah. really just melt in and get in there. Is moist uh. a bad word for <laughs> describing it? <laughs> I, I shouted it out at, at an improv show as a suggestion once. Got <laughs> a great reaction. <laughs> How did that go? You know, it is a great feel. As someone who has never done improv, it's a great feeling to have to shout out a suggestion at an improv show and have it be absorbed oh, correctly you know 100%. i went to i was actually at second city toronto one time and they do um i was there a few times but the one time i'm talking about they do uh improv after they finish their sketch show mm-hmm. and um you know every so often whatever they were doing they would pause for another suggestion like a mad libs almost yep. type of thing i don't remember exactly what what the deal was but the they said the thing i had an answer nobody else was answering mm-hmm. not for a long silence but just like Enough. Enough to where I was like, this is mine. And I shouted it out, and they went right back into the scene, and I was like, I did improv. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, it's real. One of my favorite suggestion moments and reactions was, it was like a like, uh, fantasy-type improv scenario where there's like a magical land, and they're going to different locations within this magical land. And they're at this uh-huh. like, uh, fountain in the middle of the forest, and there's this mysterious liquid in the fountain. What is it? And this is like, I want to say like six months ago. And I yelled out, Christy, uh, Pepsi Crystal. And the, all of them were like, <laughs> yes. And they were like so happy with that suggestion. <laughs> like people on the bench looked back and like, yeah, like not a yes, perfect. That's awesome. 
Do you go to improv, Rob? I do not. I don't actually get out to a lot of comedy because I, I do a lot You're of a music podcast guy. shows because I feel like I can yeah. go to those alone and it's fine. For some reason, going to comedy shows alone is uncomfortable to me, but that goes back to my, I can't go to restaurants alone. I can't do a lot of things alone. <laughs> I see that. I go to a lot of comedy shows alone. <laughs> I don't see a problem. Yeah, I've, I've started. I actually, yeah, I mean, I went to a comedy show. I went to the Tig Notaro shows that I went to alone. Um, or the Benson Ball shows that I went to alone. And the first one, I actually sat in between two other people who had come alone. Oh, nice. Which was absurd. It was, I sat down. There's two empty seats. Uh, the person to my left was there by herself. She had, like, flown in for the festival and was, like, visiting friends in town. And then someone else sat down on the other side of me. You know, just one person by themselves. She was like, oh, I thought you knew each other. And we're like, no, we just are both here by ourselves. It was three people, second row center. Nice. Uh, who had just uh, showed up by themselves to uh, enjoy a show. So it's a good thing. I don't know. I, I, I like to me, especially because like I'm learning how to like, like I'm, I'm like sort of trying to like take care of myself yeah. and, yeah, you know, right. striking out on my own. And, and so for, to me, like being able to treat myself to stuff that like I care about 100%. and not need to have somebody else who is like free that night you have to worry it's about kind them. of like Are liberating. They enjoying it that's right yeah yeah i, I am trying too. to get better about that in fact i am going to see hello from the magic tavern tomorrow night perfect as that's part of the chicago go. podcast festival i am really jealous there you go that's great that's awesome i, I like go to this i go to this uh a regular theater here a lot it's where mostly a lot of the improv is uh it's called bad dog where i've been taking my classes too and because i go there so much the regulars kind of know me uh, and like the bartender was like, they don't even ask me what drink I want. Like I wasn't even close to the bar. They uh, made a content and they got my cider and a glass of ice for me. I didn't have to say a word to them. Box that's office, awesome. they, I don't even have to introduce myself. I go, I go, I've got one. He go, yeah, I saw your name on the list. Here's your ticket. It's fantastic. The, that's the best. The regulars, like the performers were at one improv show. They're taking suggestions for, I think a song. And I gave out a song and and they and usually i don't know if you know this but like when improvisers know the people in the audience who they get they usually don't t- say like, oh we know so and so just because they want to make you know maintain that this is not pre-planned yeah so, like when i've given out suggestions they don't acknowledge that they necessarily know me just for you know the people in the audience don't think it's fixed or whatever but one time this guy andrew slept oh thanks brian it's like oh we don't know him and uh, one of the other guys calls us yeah we're just glad no one was sitting in the chair that you always sit in like thanks guys that's amazing the only time i've ever felt that way was when i went to the los angeles podcast festival and the people who checked me in at the first night were claire dickerson and shia carey who like i know from the internet like from you know we we all used to be in the foam corner and stuff so i saw them and it was that was a weird thing too because or not weird but like cool cool interesting thing because like i was meeting them who i like know pretty well from online in person for the first yeah. time, and I had never seen them in human form before. <laughs> uh, but they knew exactly who I was. I knew who they were. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was the, the whole foam corner uh, or uh, Podfest, uh, LA Podfest was was interesting in that way because I knew a lot of people there, uh, and I had not met any of yeah. them before. Have we talked about this on the show? I don't think so. We've done one episode, so we should know what we've talked about <laughs> on the show. Regular listeners will let us know. Call in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get at us on Twitter at Pod. I don't think we went um, deep into it, but I know we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's a uh, wild stuff. It's a uh, it's a weird world. What do you guys think of Mitch's character work? 
What was he doing this week? He did something this week, right? He did a few. He did Clinton. Yeah. And then he did Bob Odenkirk. That's right. It's Bob. That one, Homer. Yeah. And Peter. <laughs> oh, Griffin. God. The Peter Griffin. Yeah. Peter Griffin. Or, or I'm not Peter. a Family Guy fan, but I recognize it as being a very, very good impression. <laughs> it was pretty good. I really enjoyed uh, his Odenkirk. I don't remember him doing Clinton this week, but... I think he started out with Clinton. Gosh, like, right at the beginning. I can't remember. I'm horrible. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm misreading my notes. My Clinton note is that b- fucking oh, Nick Weiger yeah. starts out his thing. Oh, the, yeah, the, the, the first woman president of the United States. Oh, Bro. That really, on. really bummed Hubris, Weiger. Oh, really that hurt me so out. bad. And they, I'm glad they addressed it later in the show. But no, they said, "Yeah, I'm not going to change it later." It's like, oh god! But they're making. I like this. Like they made fun of you know who saw President Elect Jill Stein happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought the 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 um, blurb at the beginning sounded was was toned up was like yeah toned up I guess because they didn't know the other jokes didn't bother me as much. No, um, no, I agree. And I mean anything Demi says. Just makes me laugh. Yeah, Demi was great. Yeah, he was every great. so Demi Demi Adigiyube was like the guest on this week's episode, and his co-host from Gilmore Guys, the podcast he hosts, Kevin T. Porter, was the host was the guest on uh, two weeks ago's episode, I think. Yeah, got a Gilmore um, Guys back to back. The Coldstone episode. What? Got a, almost a Gilmore Guys back to back. This poor Esther uh, was in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, but De- Demi Adigiyube is one of my favorite like people right now like if demi adigiebe shows up somewhere i am going to check out the thing you know are you guys familiar with his stuff i why well, i haven't listened to too much go more guys i've seen the live show and i didn't know he was a writer on the good place i was very happy to hear that because i love the good place it's one of my new favorite new shows this season for sure i'm not familiar with anything he's done but between him and the other guy whose name i already forgot from kevin yeah kevin from the gilmore guys it's <clears throat> excuse me it's making me really want to watch the show so i can listen to their show yeah it's it's incredible even if you don't watch the show um gilmore guys is worth listening to if there's a guest you really like yeah. i would say i mean you know it's one of those things if you're listening to a show for something you don't know anything about it's always a little you're gonna miss a little bit but you know if you go back and listen to the live episodes with jason manzukas on them or some of the pre-recorded episodes with manzukas or with lord lapkus there it, it's always really they're they're so funny and just like good at what they're doing that it's kind of worth listening to anyway um for demi i really recommend everybody go to vine Mm -hmm. and go to his page he's electro lemon on vine you mentioned that in our lost Uh, i mentioned it in the lost episode he is so funny on he is the funny viner uh i would say like you know how viners aren't um talented like really funny most of the time uh, i kid, yeah, or talent, I kid yeah. many talented people you find or use it well the other thing is like like somebody like jason nash jason nash is funny as hell on like sclarbro country mm-hmm. and like you know on um never not funny when he guests i don't find his vines particularly funny and i think it's because i don't get the format i think I think finally I'm not young enough for something. Oh no, um, <laughs> that's a harsh truth, my friend. I've learned. That I'm just a while learning ago. this. No. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, Demi is very 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 funny. Um, the the problem with his Vine page is he has near the top he has a huge amount of like sponsored Oscars vines that he did that are that are pretty funny. 
but I would highly recommend you go to Demi's page and watch every non-Oscars-related Vine you can find. Um, so you'll have to scroll past a few at the beginning, but um, like super funny. It, it, it fits with the conventions of the medium of Vine, but also is really funny outside of any knowledge yep. of the conventions of the medium of Vine. So if you're looking to figure out Vine, it's a good place to start. If you're not looking to figure out Vine, still go look at his page because it's so, so good. Cool. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was really good in the episode, too. Yeah, he had a good dynamic with both of them. I thought he was really nice. Yeah. And it's awesome, too, seeing, like... Because I think, I think Nick and Mitch, they haven't had many people on who are more successful than them. Yeah, it's usually like, like about on par for the most part. Yeah, they've had Paul, who's a good friend of theirs, who is like a producer now. And they've had, uh, what's his name, Matt Selman mm-hmm. from The Simpsons. Yep. Um, they've had him on a couple of times. But most of the people who come on Doughboys are their friends, basically. Mm-hmm. Or at least in their peer group of comedy. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's cool seeing people like Kevin and Demi, who are like in a different generation, and seeing how they can interact with them. You know what I mean? And have like a, and their own independent success outside of the usual circle that they get on the show. Yeah, outside of like the Birthday Boys <laughs> and UCB, basically. Yeah, or UCB including the Birthday Boys. It gives me a little bit of hope that we'll get you know Scott Ackerman episode <laughs> and a. What you know, chain uh, would Scott Ackerman do? I have had I have long had a theory. Yeah, please that share. That the Doughboys are going to do the McDonald's episode with Scott Ackerman. I was just thinking earlier today that they're about 20 weeks away, but their 100th episode yeah. isn't too far away. I could see them saving McDonald's for the big 100. You'd think so, right? Yeah. Now, am I correct in saying that McDonald's is the prototypical chain restaurant? Yeah. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if that was like a weird kosher lens, you know? No, it's the big one. At yeah, least it's, in yeah. North it is American the one. culture. Okay. Like, I still remember, this is so dumb, so <laughs> ugh, embarrassing, but I remember <laughs> the first time I could ever finish a Big Mac and fries and a drink in one sitting. I didn't, wow. like, I wasn't too full. Like, I, I remember wow. who I was with, it was my best friend's mom had taken me, I remember the McDonald's I was at specifically. I, why is this memory still in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you... Six prime ministers of Canada, but I remember that. <laughs> That's like fair, though. I mean, and I'll tell you guys this: McDonald's-wise, I have never eaten a Big Mac. Ooh. Nor have I eaten a regular McDonald's like single burger. I don't think. I've seen an article about this. Millennials who haven't had Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wait. You said you saw an article. It's actually, I think an article about like millennials who haven't had like big are eat, aren't eating at mcdonald's or don't know what a big mac uh, is or something like that i okay i've been really mad at the millennials thing because <laughs> i am a millennial i'm pretty squarely in the you know in the the whatever age group yep. for millennials i'm actually kind of on the young end of millennials um i would say like my little sister is probably not a millennial she's whatever the next generation is she's 18 right now mm-hmm um yeah so she's like she's like one of these like minecraft kids you know like she's the net whatever that generation is millennials are basically what like 22 or 23 year olds to like to 2000 i want to say okay so my sister is a millennial then yeah because my sister was born in 98 um yeah i saw somebody post 
Somebody comment on a post on Facebook today. Oh my gosh, what did they say? It was something about like a kid says some crazy thing to some, or I don't say crazy, but kid who says like some absurd, inappropriate thing to somebody else. And the person commented and was like, well, at least they know how to write. Oh, no, no, you know what it was? It was a handwritten thing. And the person goes, well, at least they have legible handwriting, unlike all the other millennials. Oh, yeah. And I commented just like an ellipses (laughs) under their comment. You didn't use an emoji? I would have. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been way funnier. (laughs) Uh, But like, I'm a millennial who like works my ass off to keep a job. You know, I love to cook. I'm an enjoyer of the things in the world. I, like, I'm not, like, entitled, you know? I try to be open-minded about the choice of words people use, even when I find the words to be problematic, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm a, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a part of my generation and, like, you know, have the, like, PC police mindset that my generation has, but I don't think I'm a dick about it. I'm also not, I don't know, and I will be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, maybe I should be more of a dick about it, but I don't know. I try, I'm trying to be I nice. I try not to be. I'm very much a Gen Xer, uh, like smack okay. dab middle and late middle era of the Gen Xers there. Uh, but I try not to be like, oh, kids these days, they don't know how good. Oh, we used to have like music used to be better, TV's better. You know, we actually knew how to do this and that, like. When we were kids, we used to think that stuff our parents were into was weird and old and outdated. So, and like we didn't know the bands that they grew up with. Why would we? Just like why would the next generation know or care about the stuff that I grew up with? Why should Although they? Although I, I mean, it's one thing I know. to be like, it's like, oh, you don't know what I don't know. You never saw Cheers. I don't freak out when a twenty-year-old <laughs> hasn't seen Cheers. That makes <laughs> sense. Why would you? Have? <laughs> But Cheers is my favorite sitcom, so I'm not going to get too upset about it. Like, I thought it was like, I tried not to be like, oh, you, there are kids these days, they don't appreciate good stuff. Like, no, we did the same thing, our parents did the same thing before them. It's normal. I had a roommate who was like a real Gen X music fetishist, I guess, like a classic rock fetishist, yeah. basically. And just like, wouldn't listen to anything that came out. Like, he would explicitly be like, Anything that came out after mm, 1984, no thanks, you know, like that kind of guy. Uh, And this motherfucker decided that his exception for music that came out after 1984 that he was down with was Michael Bublé. Oh, my God. What? Now, I got nothing against Michael Bublé. But I do not get why he would be anybody's exception to the rules of music after 1984 not being good. I mean, there's lots of much, much better artistically, more meritous, and more fun to listen to stuff than Michael Bublé that's come out in the last 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I would rather listen to Carly Rae Jepsen than Michael Bublé. <laughs> that Emotion Side B, I'd rather, not bad. What? Emotion Side B is very good. Uh, Griffin McElroy is the one I have to thank for even Same. having Carly Rae Jepsen be on my, on my radar. <laughs> No, so good. You didn't watch Canadian Have Idol, you? did you? No, that's a shame. <laughs> was she was she on Canadian she Idol? Brian was on Canadian Idol. Is that real? Yeah. 
My, that I, is so funny. Uh, uh, another tangent, uh, God forbid, on this show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watched Canadian Up like the first three. I don't think it had that many. I think it maybe had five seasons of that. I watched like the first two and like, part of the third one before I just lost interest. And a couple years after that, later, uh, at my job, there was a, uh, one of our, we had students working at a job that was like for like, as like kind of interns kind of. And I recognized one of them. I go, where do I know him from? It's really bugging me. I know him from something. And it was like a few weeks or even a month then. And someone said his name. And I said, oh my God, he was on Canadian Idol. He was like one of like the top 32 or something like that. And I didn't want to say anything up front because we didn't really know each other. And I didn't want to be, hey, I know you from TV. So like, I purposely didn't mention anything, but struck up a friendship with him over the period of several months. <laughs> months before I finally confessed. Oh, I have hey, to tell I you this. You from now that we're friends, I actually knew you from blah, blah, blah. I told them how I know. And, they go, and by the way, I voted for you. <laughs> he made it top 32, I think. If I'm, yeah, top 32. And he That's amazing. some like acting and stuff like that. And he was like in a print ad for like some paint store. And like his hand is like a hand <laughs> pouring this color of paint. And I, I knew it was him. Like he told me, it. so I had him autograph it for me as a joke. <laughs> and he wrote, "Dear Brian, uh, top thirty-two forever" or something like that. I love that. Wow. I think I still have it somewhere. That is so good. Later, I on, saw a TV star when I was in Canada. We would go travel in Italy together. Look at that, friends. Wow. Yes. I saw a TV star in Canada. I can't remember the guy's name now. Um, because I never knew it. Uh, but I can't remember. I also can't remember what TV show he was from. I was in the Toronto airport, mm-hmm. um, because I was in the Toronto airport twice a week for about nine months. Um, right before we became friends, Brian, Aww. and uh, uh, I see like people are talking to this like handsome tall man. Uh, the Justin Trudeau. Everyone loves. Justin it was not Justin Trudeau. <laughs> it. It was. Uh, he was like. He was like blonde, and he sort of had like a like a blonde. Um, who's the karate guy? Chuck Norris. He had like a blonde Chuck Norris beard, and he wears like a flannel. He's the host of some reality or semi-reality show, like a big one. Oh, is he like look like a like he's an athlete? He kind of looks like just like a like a blonde Chuck Norris. To oh, be I know what you're talking. He hosts uh, Amazing Race Canada. He's an Olympic yes. athlete. Is he yeah, really? He won gold, and I can't remember what, but yeah. So I saw that guy in the Toronto airport. I guess if you fly a lot, you probably run into celebrities. But um, I was like, it was one of those things where I didn't know he was famous until I saw him and being treated like a famous person, and then I like recognized him on a billboard like three weeks later, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's why that guy's yeah, famous. <laughs> He's the host of the Amazing Race uh, in Canada. Um, but yeah, that was. Uh, that was my famous person meeting story uh, in Canada. Who else? Oh, I also walked past who may or may not have been um, John Lejoie. Yep. I know him. I don't know if it was him. He was dressed very stylishly and looked very young, but he's also a TV celebrity. So, you know, it would make sense for him to look very young and very stylish if I saw him out in the world. That <laughs> makes sense. Michael Ian Black looks about 30 pounds lighter in person than he does on camera, which, like, tracks. I saw him you know? do stand-up here a couple years ago. It's part of Sketchfest. Oh, such a delight. God damn, I love Michael Ian Black. I bet he'd be really good. By the way, Car- I considered going up to bother Carly him. Carly Rae Jepsen but... was uh, limited at the top three of Canadian Idol Season 5. Wow. Wow. She's the last woman standing. Oh, odds are two guys were in the finals of Canadian Idol or any Idol show. <laughs> Big shock. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Sexism. And look where Carly Rejepsen is now. Where are those two guys, huh? And about, I'm waiting for you to tell me they're JD like Kanye. JD Bixby and Brian Mello. I have no idea who they are. How Canadian can you be? <laughs> JD Bixby yep. and Brian. And what was the other Brian one? Brian Mello. Brian Mello? Yeah, JD spelled, by the way, J A Y D double E. Wow. Comfortable. <laughs> You couldn't be more Canadian unless you had, like, a really... I mean, unless it was, like, Gordo or something. His name is like Gordon or like Doug, that. then absolutely. It's 100%. <laughs> 100%. Uh, anyway, we haven't talked I'm... about any of the other chains at all. Hey, if... we talked about Church's Chicken. Uh, I'm um, still going to go. I'll plan to. Aaron, what did you think of your visit to Church's? You went... Church's Chicken, I'm a big fan. Um, there's a Church's Chicken in the sort of uh, food court across the street from my office. And... Um, I love it. I've gotten the... I haven't gotten the five-piece, but I've gotten the two- and three-piece boxes before. They come with sides. Um, the mashed potatoes are fine. Do not particularly like the mac and cheese. Um, I don't like most fast-food mac and cheese i found. Yeah. Um, I really like Kraft and <laughs> uh, homemade, rich, bechamel yeah. mac and cheese and yeah. nothing in between. Yeah, I like a fancy um, restaurant's mac and cheese. And I like making it myself. That's about it. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh... I what else? I really like the oh, fried okra. It's really good. Uh, the biscuits there are to die for. I'm a big okra fan in general. Um, and actually, that uh, Church of Chicken fried okra is the only time I've ever had uh, fried okra. I, like had okra com- uh, prepared in that way. I'm a huge fried okra fan. Um, what's that? Rob? I just said I'm a huge fried okra fan, but they did not so have good. it. So damn them. Yeah. Got to go back. Got to drive back half Call hour. Call ahead though. <laughs> <laughs> oh i wanted to do we will have to do this quickly i suppose maybe like three runs but can we do the thanksgiving draft like they did yes i'd love to I'd absolutely love to do this maybe all right like let's three, do rob first three four uh, rounds let's do three rounds and then we can do a bench play okay uh rob you can go first, first and then i'll go and then you brian I okay mean, if i'm going first i have to just right away snag that roast turkey smart man i mean that's a good move uh for for the Thanksgiving draft, uh, Faux Boys Thanksgiving draft, inspired by Doughboys Thanksgiving draft, Aaron Staley is going to go for uh, stuffing. I'm going to say stuffing. Fuck it's you! A good, it's a good cooking <laughs> The stuffing, by the way, the stuffing that was cooked in the turkey's like, like body cavity. I love stuffing. It's Specifically. Oh, yeah. My favorite part of Thanksgiving. I have a box mm. of stuffing in my stove that I'm going to make as a treat for myself, just on its own. That's awesome. Oh, I love stuff. I respect Damn so you. much. I I'm gonna go so for um, I'm gonna uh, go for the garlic mashed potatoes. That's a pretty good call. Okay. And then okay. as I get the snake draft, so I get the next one, right? Yep. Yes. Then I'm gonna go for pumpkin pie. I'll get the dessert on the side. Pumpkin pie is a pretty good one. Now I've backed myself into a corner here because I am in general a big fan of starches. Um, and so my roadmap in my head for my next two picks are both starches, and I just don't think I can do that. <laughs> so I'm going to go out on a limb, and for my second pick in the Boys Thanksgiving draft, inspired by the Doughboys Thanksgiving draft, I am going to pick Brussels sprouts with bacon. Oh, good choice. Ooh, very nice. I agree. Thank you. Um, let's see. I think I have to go, uh, for my second pick, I have to go with a sweet potato casserole. Good choice. Well, that's a good one. You, know, you, get yeah, your, you get your starch, you get your potato-y item, but it's also a sweet mm-hmm. dish. Yep. 
Uh, and then I get a second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess you get another one, yeah. This is your your last pick, your third pick. My third pick. I have a... I don't really feel like I need much of a dessert because I have sweet potato casserole. Yeah, you Ooh, covered man. a lot of bases on that thing, man. Who <laughs> cracked the code a strategic on pick? Man, I don't know though. Uh, I mean, if I have that turkey, I guess I'm gonna. Oh, but I don't know. Jeez, I can't go, I can't go multiple casseroles. That's just ask. That's that's too much. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna snag that gravy for that for that turkey Mark, I've got. Man, that gravy. That gravy was just sitting out there. I wanted that gravy. What do I have? Brussels sprouts and stuffing. I need some heft. I think need a protein. Brussels in sprouts there. and stuffing are good, but yeah, I need some protein. I need some protein. Uh, hmm. Now I've never had a Thanksgiving ham, so I wouldn't really know what I was going for if I did that. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a leaf out of my friend who's cooking uh, our friend's giving this year out of his book. Mm. And I'm going to say that for my third pick in the Boys Thanksgiving draft, inspired by the Doughboys Thanksgiving draft of 2016, I am going to go with all-day smoked brisket Ooh, for my third pick. Holy cow. That's, That's out of left game field. changer. That's right, guys. I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back pocket right so there. So for my final pick, I thought of this while they were during the draft, and it just <laughs> came back to me at this moment. I needed a protein. I've got the motherfucking king of proteins. Tur. Duckin. Wow. Bam. <laughs> Never Mike even thought about wow. it. Wow. Intense. Turducken, garlic Man. mashed potatoes, and pumpkin pie. I got a pretty good Thanksgiving. That meal. is a pretty damn good Not meal. I'm spread. sitting here with Brussels sprouts with bacon, smoked brisket, and stuffing. I'm pretty fucking happy. That sounds pretty delicious. I gotta say. I feel like I really wasted a pick with gravy all of a sudden now that I have two <laughs> dishes. <laughs> hey, you got, you got your roast turkey, which is like, the, you know, the centerpiece. And you I mean, got, yeah, roast turkey is like the Shaquille O'Neal of yeah. Thanksgiving foods. You got your sweet you potato know. casserole. And, we'll, and you got your gravy as your third. That's pretty sure. good. And we got... Ben, I will say... Uh, yeah. Got stuff on the bench to pick too, right? Yeah, we could do... Let's do a bench player real quick before we tally up the all results right. here. Uh, you want to start, Brian? Sure. I think you were the. You uh, were so I've got Trudekin. You know what? I'm going to pull a Mitch and go for the au jus. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> They'll go nice on my mashed potatoes. You know, I kind of have au jus built in with my brisket. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you like a juicy enough brisket, you kind of yeah. kind of exudes that enough. I'll give you that. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think. I've got, let's see. I've got the starch with stuffing. Mm-hmm. I've got the sort of rich beefy protein with the brisket i've got my vegetable my variety my sort of rest dish that you can take a bite of when everything else is just a little much for you with the with the other you thing you want a dessert want to top that up dessert? i think yeah i think a dessert is might have to be where i go does somebody have pumpkin pie pumpkin. no yeah i got pumpkin pie. you got damn because i'm not an apple pie guy I don't you actually like apple pie. a different kind of dessert, like a tart or something like that, or even... I could go for a tart. A different kind of pie. Mm. We used to do, when I was a kid, apple, pumpkin, and lemon meringue. Those were our three staples. I like a lemon meringue. You know, I've been kind of half craving a lemon meringue pie yeah. uh, for, you know, uh, the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to go with lemon meringue pie. There you go. This is my bench right. player. These are binding uh, agreements, right? We all have to create these meals. <laughs> Photograph yes, it. Yes, of course. <laughs> Done. Deal. 
us. All right, well, for my bench, <laughs> uh, since I kind of wound up with really only two foods for my meal, I'm going to go ahead and skip dessert, and I'm going Gravy's to add... A, gravy could be kind of its own dish. It a little could cup be. of that next to the side. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to... Slurp I, that with a spoon? I'm not going to say I haven't just eaten, <laughs> eaten a few spoons of gravy. <laughs> It's like Weiger style, like mayo out of a spoon. <laughs> oh, uh, I think for my for my bench pick, I'm gonna have to go. They brought it up on the episode, but I don't think anybody actually picked it. Uh, green bean casserole. There you go. Good call. That is a pretty solid one. Yep. That goes nicely. If you like green beans, I love green which beans. I don't. And green bean casserole. There you go. Mm. Good meals, guys. Now, interestingly, none of us picked fried okra. I've never had it. I've never had it on a Thanksgiving. Yeah, I just I do love I it. I was kind of staying pretty traditional. I feel like, you know, I felt like the brisket was far enough out of left field that I needed to go traditional for my dessert, and I feel a little bad about lemon meringue. I don't know if it's truly a Thanksgiving. Honestly, my actual my instinct for what I wanted to go for was um, macarons. Oh, delicious! But I felt like that was a little bit. That would have just been like me saying like sushi <laughs> for my like fourth Thanksgiving. Gilding the lily of a Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Putting a hat on a pig's lipstick or yeah. something. <laughs> oh, it's a fun draft. That was Let's fun. Who do you Brendan. think won? Brendan wants. <laughs> oh yeah, Brendan gets um tofurkey for his protein. Baby carrots. Baby carrots. Uh, We're talking raw with baby like carrots, right? Yeah. Yeah, raw baby carrots, and his third dish. Um, I was going to say, like, hummus, but that seems a little too appropriate. Let's make it, like, watery baba ganoush. Ooh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Like, and then for his bench well player... Mixed. Oh, for his bench, uh, butter that's been left out for a couple days. Yeah. Like, t- like a day too Yeah. Long. A little bit of crumbs in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. It's got, like, a weird yellow corner. <laughs> <laughs> How is butter not considered yellow? When do you look at any cartoon <laughs> version of butter it's always yellow <laughs> why are they so shocked by this <laughs> there's some <laughs> you know what there's sometimes that i've yelling yeah. at the computer i've seen butter <laughs> go from from white to yellow like you know in different different le- levels but i would consider butter a yellow food absolutely absolutely i would too i mean i think the the best butter is white yeah, oh, I'm sure a high quality, freshly made butter, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But when you picture like the kind butter, of butter you get at like a well catered wedding, yeah, when you picture butter, it's yellow. Oh yeah, yep. easy. Light yellow, but mm-hmm. yellow. Yeah, a pale. Yes, hundred percent. Banana, banana, banana pulp yellow, yeah. not banana peel yellow. Oh, well done. There you go. Thank All you. Right. That's how Thank we describe you. butter. Who who do you think won our draft here? Huh? I think they're all pretty. Should we good. do a vote? A vote for for where you can't vote for yourself. And no one's going to vote for Brendan to decide oh, who good. who won. Ooh. All right. Well, let's uh, let's run tough. through everybody's one last time. Okay. So I, so I had roast turkey with gravy, sweet potato casserole, and green bean casserole. <laughs> gravy. Double casserole over there, man. Sweet potato. Uh, I had, oh gosh, what did I have? I had stuffing, um, Brussels sprouts with bacon, smoked brisket. And my bench player was uh, lemon meringue pie. Mm-hmm. I had garlic mashed potatoes, turducken, uh, pumpkin pie, and an au jus. Mm. All right, Brian, who are you voting for? Um, I like both. I like my dilemma here is we've got Rob, who's very traditional. This is the classic Thanksgiving meal. But Aaron's yeah. is very atypical, but adventurous and interesting. 
And I think still within the realm still, of Thanksgiving. still, you know, adjacent to Thanksgiving. I think if you went to a Thanksgiving and they served this, you'd go like, oh, that was an interesting Thanksgiving dinner. Not like, yeah. who the fuck serves that on Thanksgiving? Exactly. My initial gut instinct was to reject Aaron because he stole stuffing from me. It's just like punish him. But I like the balance of Aaron's. The stuffing is great. The brisket just is so enticing. I mean, beautiful. And he got a nice dessert there too. I love a lemon meringue. So I'm going to go with Aaron's. All right, we got one vote for me. All right. Um, Aaron? Rob, Rob, I hate to do this to you. Um, I am going to vote for Brian's. Ooh. I just think the, the balance is right for me. The choices that you made, Rob, I don't think were bad, but they're not to my taste. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. I'm not a big casserole guy or a green bean guy, so in light of that, I, I don't think I really have a choice but to vote for Brian here. Um, so you are in the oh. enviable position yes. of choosing the victor. Ooh. Also, unless you vote for Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Now I can't do it. <laughs> well, Baby that, carrots. Now that, that's, now that that's off the table. <laughs> Old butter really enticed you. <laughs> well, shoot. Uh, as the tiebreaker, by the way, don't mind that mine got knocked out of the competition. We all know we need to get rid of tradition and throw it away. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> but uh, and 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 that makes me think. You know, you guys both had great picks, um, but. Man, that I can't stop thinking about that brisket. I know. It is mm. and I've had turducken and I love turducken. But man, I kinda get sick of poultry on Thanksgiving and that thing of just think I just can't it, it's all it is, man. I can't stop thinking about that brisket. I I gotta go errands. I don't blame you. Also that au jus, well, you know. Thanks guys. I don't know. That au jus. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Hey, it's a classic alternative of the gravy. It's perfectly acceptable. Because <laughs> Mitch says so. I do love the, uh, that combination of brisket and the Brussels sprouts. Bacon. Yes. That sounds fantastic. So, yeah, I have yeah, no the... problem with uh, Aaron's one. <laughs> Aaron, Thanks, I'm guys. I'm Aaron's modern Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm. now he Good ha- game. Now he has to make it for us when we all get together. <laughs> If you guys come hang out here, I will make you guys that dinner. That is a promise. But you have to make. You give me you two weeks make, warning. You have to make Brendan's Thanksgiving for him only. <laughs> just, just a half pound of baby carrots in the bag. <laughs> Baba ganoush that I froze and then defrosted. <laughs> um. well, great job, guys. Right. Well, do you want to head over well, to the, great the wood ranch? Yeah, well, let's um, let's do a quickly. real quick yeah. snack or whack or whack about the Mitch challenge. Sure, okay. Did you guys like the Mitch challenge? Uh, I wanted more of a twist to it. Like he said, this is a different thing. It was basically just identifying two different drinks. They had different drinks. Yeah. It was basically the Wagger challenge, except the two players can't compare yeah. notes. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I think it so, kind of pulled the sport out of it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But... With putting two different drinks in front of them, there's no even playing field. And I think that's kind of how he wanted it. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to screw with Wire, which is fair. Yeah. It was it was a great Mitch. It was a great segment of Mitchiness. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know if it was particularly compelling. I, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. So, final reviews? Uh, this episode, I would... Are we doing the fork system? I don't remember how we rate these things. I don't know. 
How do we rate the episode? Well, first, I, I think Mitch, uh, the Mitch Challenge definitely gets oh, a whack. Yeah, for, yeah, snack or whack, it's for the Mitch Challenge, a whack, for sure. Definitely a whack. S- yep. Okay. And I, so we're unanimous on that. Hand-holding club. And I think, and club. I think we rate club. the episode in bad hashtags. <laughs> mm. That's right. I had forgotten about that. But it's a positive <laughs> thing, just to be actually confusing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Rob? Uh, I really like this episode. Uh, I... I thought that it was uh, very enjoyable. Not a lot of uh, negativity, mm-hmm. which I, I enjoy when they fight, but it also was, you know, a little more friendly and just this time, uh, at this time in our country, never mind, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, needed, I needed the comfort. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the challenge kind of left it a little loose for me at the end. The intro bummed me out a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give it a... Uh, Three and a half bad hashtags. Good, good choice. It's a good yeah. score, Brian. Uh, for me, I really liked Emmy as a guest, so that was fun. I don't know Church's Chicken. I could get to one an hour away. I will eventually. Um, <laughs> I always like it more when I know and can go to the chain easily. It's a little more enjoyable for me. Um, I was going to like give it really strong marks just for the Thanksgiving draft. I love when they do drafts on the show. It's probably <laughs> my favorite thing that they do, other than just being amazing. Uh, the Mitch game did hurt it a little bit, and the Weiger opening also hurt a little bit. So I'm also going to give it three and a half bad hashtags. All right. Guys, I think, I think the Weiger opening... I, I forgive the Weiger opening a little bit. It was, it was a choice they made, much like a lot of people made, where we were all pretty sure we saw where things were going. But not to get into that. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought this episode was, was very good. Um, I love Demi as a guest. I love Church's Chicken. Um, I love the Thanksgiving talk. Um, one of my favorite things that the Doughboys do is just get deep in the discourse about food, which is why I love the feedback segment. Yeah segment on their show and we should start addressing the feedback question i didn't write any of them down but moving forward we should do that um and when i when i interviewed the doughboys on my other podcast the podcast preview that was what i was going for with them was that like deep like food discourse like how do you deep dive do food as a normal person who loves food and cares about food but who does eat at fast food a lot and maybe is just doing their best with the time they have to enjoy the food that they have in in a mindful way I love that. And there was a lot of that on this episode. The Thanksgiving draft, I thought, was deep on the food level and still playful in the Doughboys way. You know, I love I love the drafts, too. And and I just love Thanksgiving food because it's all food I get. Um, the, 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 they went deep on, like, tea brands at a certain point, the whole sweet tea mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, I don't drink cold tea, so I didn't really get that conversation. I felt a little bit lost. Um, Mitch Challenge was kind of lost on me, but... The 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 counterpoint to that is that Mitch invented boring food jail on this yes. episode, which I think completely erases any negative brought and in by Mitch Challenge. That. I love the concept yeah. of boring food jail. Yep. Um, so as a result, combining all of that together, um, I thought this was a solid episode with definitely some failings. I'm going to give it four bad hashtags Strong. out of a possible five. What, 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 so, what's the term for that again when they're close? I, I think that means we're ballpark buds. Ballpark buds. Ballpark that's right, buds. Right, which Mitch hates. Right. <laughs> and there's also, at one point, Weiger suggested a ladder friends or something for, for three yeah. scores that are equally spaced. Yeah. Like a three, which three and I a half really and a four. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I really like that concept, but they've never grabbed onto well, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll suggest it um, to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, great. So that was that was churches. So let's slide onto that. Uh, what what what's the barbecue it place was Wood called? Wood Ranch with Wood Esther Ranch Esther Epifitsky. Yeah, who I love on Twitter, um, and I didn't really know that she was like in the scene necessarily. Yeah, I was happy to see that. Yeah. Um. Are you guys pet people? I don't have them. I don't mind them. I find when people have them and I go visit them. They don't annoy me or scare me in any way. But I, the idea of, like, I like, I think dogs and cats are pretty cute, especially dogs. I'm probably more of a dog person. But the idea of taking care of them and cleaning up after them is like, oh, effort. I love cats and dogs. I have two cats because I don't really live in a place where I could have a dog, but I love cats more. Uh, I was just trying to goad my cat into meowing into my microphone five <laughs> minutes ago, but I couldn't. Get it. <laughs> Your cat Margo, that guy. <laughs> but uh, I, I absolutely cats and dogs, great. Other pets don't see the purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I I've never gotten dogs. I, I don't think on a social level I get along with them yet. You know, not that I never will. I just haven't like learned how dogs work. Um, I used to be that way with cats too, but then I, I owned two cats for a couple of years. Um, and I'm like a huge cat guy now. Like my next door neighbors have cats and I like hear them meowing sometimes and it like breaks my heart. Um, I actually got to watch my friend's cat, uh, for a night last week. And like, it reminded me both of why I love cats and also why I do not have one right now. (laughs) Um, because in the course of 24 hours, it, scratched my couch scratched my rug peed on my floor like pets they're incontrollable but i do love hearing mitch's like talking about his two kittens that he has now because i think he's just such like a loving the nice side like yeah just such a caring person and it's so sweet that that he this guy who you know it's clear that his friends kind of see him as a slob and then he kind of sees himself Mm -hmm. as one and he's not he's like a caring guy Who's like a nice guy who like seems to have his shit together? Who just happens to be late to stuff and to be fat, and so people think he's a slob because of that. I know um, what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like hearing him talk about his cats. I think it's this like really beautiful, like loving side of, of Mitch. Sweet. I do also like the counterpoint of whenever Weiger makes a he's going to eat your ca- the cats joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean the ribbing between Weiger and Mitch is pristine. I mean, it's so good. It's hard to say no to. Um, I have in my notes Weiger gross story. What the fuck did Weiger say in this episode that I didn't even want to write literally down onto my phone? Like, Man, oh. it was really bad. Was it? It was maybe the worst one ever. I don't know that one with the bed sheets. Yeah, the sheets was real was really bad. bad. You know, it was really good yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what it was though. I don't actually. I I listened to this episode twice, and I don't really remember like ninety percent of it. Yeah, yeah. It, again, it's a chain that again we don't have here, so I would never be able to go to unless I went to like Southern California or something like that. Even then, I doubt I would make a point of going to it, other than on like some Doughboys tour. Which is entirely in the realm of possibilities. A Doughboys tour, you yeah. say? Mm. So, like, mm. it kind of like semi checked out on that. I mean, it sounded like the food they seemed to enjoy, other than Mitch. I remember Mitch had a bad experience. Um, yeah. But then I look at the picture, go, oh, it doesn't look that great just from the pictures. But no. I don't know. 
Although never does barbecue ever really look that great? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It sort of turns black and gray. We let the sand. I think Wire had a sandwich and it just looked okay. But I mean, he seemed to like it. So what do I know? Are you guys big barbecue fans in general? Uh, well, first of all, Rob, do you have this chain? No, uh, I've never. I've never heard of Wood Ranch. I I haven't yeah. looked to see okay. if there's one nearby, but I I thought that it was more of a California chain. Yeah. So. Let's let's kind of treat this. Uh, let's talk about barbecue, kind of in general, sure. a little bit on this episode. Then, um, are you guys big fans of barbecue? I, I, I need to have like proper barbecue. Like a friend of mine lives in Atlanta yeah. now, and I definitely want to go there partly to see him, um, partly also have some good, properly done barbecue. Mm. I'm sure we've got some okay places up here. There's probably some smaller mom and pop places here that are good, but I don't know if I've ever had great barbecue. I like it, and definitely like the things i've seen of barbecue on like top chef and all that this looks good i love well i'll tell you what Go ahead. there is one wood ranch barbecue uh all right searching I, i've cut california out of my google map there are two wood ranch barbecues that show up on the map outside of california actually i'm seeing three now so i think they're scattered there's one in the outskirts of pittsburgh there's one in greensboro north carolina and there's one in let's see what comes up here it did show up as a result in downtown washington dc oh, there you go. k street and 20th which is i'm gonna say a oh it's across it's a two blocks from the dc improv there's a gold's gym over there i'm gonna say this is a 15 minute drive from my place or a 20 minute train ride now of course when i zoom in on the pin it is an exxon mobile gas station <laughs> Not a Wood Ranch BBQ. I, was, I do not know why it showed up. I was going to say, I am looking at their actual website, and they are all in California. That I'm. <laughs> oh, well, so much for that. I was going to suggest you keep recording and get in the car. Oh, here. Oh, my gosh. Show, there was a Wood Ranch in Virginia, uh, but it looks like it has been closed for a period of time. So maybe they expanded a little bit, and then it didn't quite work out for them, and they had to close up. Because when I searched it, it did have an autocomplete in Springfield, Virginia, 13 miles from yeah. me. Which, like, I have a friend out there. Like, I could easily go do that. Yeah, that one's... But, that yeah. one, I'm looking at it on Yelp. It says that they report that it is closed. Damn, that is too bad. <laughs> but it was... I, I recently got into barbecue. And when I say barbecue, I mean brisket. I mean, I'm not going to screw around with you guys here. I am going to a barbecue restaurant for the brisket. Yeah, that's fair. Um, if 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 there is a platter, my favorite barbecue in the world is in Toronto, Ontario. Oh, there you go. At a restaurant called Bark, B-A-R-Q-U-E. Uh, Brian, you should go there. Um, first of all, I always used to go. They have like the Boomerang TV channel on. And I always used to go after work uh, when I was on my project in... Um, and like Downsview, uh, Ontario, like north of Toronto. And uh, I'd get there at like nine because that's whatever. That's when you can get places after like a long day of work. And Johnny Bravo would be on TV every time. And I don't know how you guys feel about Johnny Bravo. I don't really know how I feel about Johnny Bravo. All I know is that it's a horribly misogynist show and that I have a lot of nostalgia for it. <laughs> uh, so, and that I, I love trying to do a Johnny Bravo impression. Uh, because I can't do an Elvis impression, and that's how you do a Johnny Bravo impression, is you just don't do an Elvis impression very well. Um, it's a great, sort of very hip place. Um, it's not about volume. 
this is something I always run into at barbecue places. You buy meat by the freaking yeah. pound, and like I don't want yeah. that. I just want like I don't even I don't person. a third of a pound of meat is too much meat for yeah. me to eat in one yeah. sitting. Personally, I agree. Um, but this place, Bark, you could get a combo, three meats, two sides, and you'd share it with two people, and it would be a reasonable amount of food. Um, and I really liked that. And you could get a variety then too. You'd get some chicken, you get a sausage, you get the brisket, you know, and you'd be all set. Um, I actually had a barbecue sandwich, uh, this, this past week. And maybe this, uh, 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 Wood, Wood County, Hillwood, what is it called? Wood Ranch. Wood Ranch barbecue (laughs) episode of Dope. I, I cannot keep <laughs> Wood County is what I call it with my partner when we're hooking up. Um, you want to come down to Wood County? Uh, they say no. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm single. Um, I uh, maybe it's because I listened to this episode, but I went to a happy hour at a barbecue place mm-hmm. um, uh, a few days ago and. When I walked out of like the happy hour grotto underneath the barbecue place, which was a bizarre space, uh, I like just smelled the barbecue, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's nine fifteen on a work night. I think I'm gonna buy a sandwich. I'm not even hungry. I think I'm gonna buy a barbecue sandwich." <laughs> and I bought a brisket sandwich with pickles and onions, and it came with a side of cornbread. And I carried it out because, like, the setup in this restaurant is weird and you have to have, like, a meal ticket or something. So I had to carry it out. And I walked down to, uh, like, a memorial outside of my metro stop and just sat on this memorial at night and ate a barbecue sandwich. And it was transcendent. That sounds amazing. It was phenomenal. I mean, there's nothing to me more satisfying than, like, food when you really want it. Absolutely agree. 100%. I am bookmarking this place. It's in Roncesvalles. A little bit of a trek, but they might do delivery. We'll see. Bark? Yeah. yeah. It's, I highly recommend it. And if you're ever like in the area, you know, go with a friend to get the combo. It's really, really good. Sounds I good. went probably three or four times while I was in Toronto. It's the place I went the most when I was out there. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and that said, I mean, it had what I'm looking for in a barbecue place, which is... Uh, 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 they kept themselves under control. Like, it wasn't defined by excess like a lot of barbecue places are. Oh, my God. And also, it was Looking really at the tasty. menu, they have something called the Meat Meat Platter. M-E-E-T-M-E-A-T <laughs> Platter. Uh, includes 12-hour brisket, 12 ounces. Pomery pulled pork, 12 ounces. Caraway stout sausages, 2. Competition chicken thighs, 4. Baby back ribs, full rack, $99. Wow. Yeah, so you go with four people, $25 a person. Cool. Sounds delicious. Right? Buy yourself a couple of a la carte sides. Oh. That's fucking dinner, man. That's a night right there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Get yourselves a drink. It's a nice space. Ooh, dill potato man. salad. I love that. When the four of us all meet in Toronto. We'll hit there for sure. We'll go to I'm Bark. Down. Get ourselves a meat meat platter. Brendan can have his baby carrots. <laughs> <laughs> and, and separated mayonnaise. <laughs> I went to a, a boarding school for two years in high school, and my dad drove in Milwaukee. And my dad drove uh, from Baltimore to Milwaukee to pick me up after my sophomore yep. year. And um, the place was a disaster because everybody was moving out. And I just have this vivid memory of me and my dad walking out of my dorm room and sort of down the hall toward the parking lot and passing by this pile of boxes, the crowning gem of which 
like the star at the top of a Christmas tree, was a full-sized jar of separated Hellman's oh, mayo. No. Oh, no, man. Unopened. Oh. Or maybe grosser, slightly used. Oh. Uh, Upsetting. And just adding to that, my dad, is a, uh, his particular pickiness, much like Demi on the um, Church's Chicken episode, he hates dairy yeah. of basically all kinds. It grosses him out for some reason. You know, everybody's got their food, you know, picky points. And uh, and mayonnaise like triggers that for him too. Oh, I'd get that. And I just knew like that this was the last thing my dad wanted to oh, see. No. <laughs> this awful, disgusting, cloudy glass ass oh. like you know eight ounce jar <laughs> of fucking disgusting previously frozen Hellman's Ooh. mayonnaise. <laughs> like so bad. I, I am feeling ill. Thank you. <laughs> great. Let's talk- guys. I have great news. Let's talk about Cold Pokemon Stone Sun. Creamery. Despite an er- let's, what? Let's Brian? talk about Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, let's just... <laughs> um, uh, g- good news, my Pokemon Sun download finished. Oh, nice. um, so we're done despite, then, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this has been Full Boys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, barbecue episode, uh, I enjoyed it. Mitch did about a 15-minute monologue on religion. I don't remember that. I can't remember it either. He went, he went really long and serious on religion. It was like it was one of those things where and i'm i do this a lot where a question the, the feedback question like put him a certain direction and then he said something based on that that like brought religion into the conversation and then he had to explain himself and then he sort of just got to talking about this interesting thought he has about religion but he went for 10 for five or ten minutes <laughs> and it was just <laughs> like i sort of at some point was like why are we talking about this <laughs> and i kind of got the sense that nick and esther both also had sort of been like eh, yeah oh we'll wait this out <laughs> you know um have you guys had the organic gatorade that they did for drank or stank have it up here no i looked for it but i didn't see it i haven't I seen it i'm not a big gatorade drinker though, so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> if it was gonna be anywhere yeah no i didn't find it but i enjoyed the segment for a snacker whack or whack, I give this week's drink or stank a snacker whack. Pretty yes, good. 100% snacker whack for sure. Yeah, I'm with you guys there. Snack or whack. Cool. Want to do a rating on that episode? Uh, from what I remember, I'm going to say I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it three just because I didn't know the chain that well. But it was a, you know, a good guest, so that's always a positive. So I'll give it a three. Three bad Rob? Uh I'm going to give it a... Oh, man. I love barbecue. This place... Did not ring barbecue to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Half the stuff they get was completely unrelated to barbecue as a food. <laughs> um, but I had never heard of it. I can't really remember a lot of the episode, unfortunately. I a lot of her, but her but dog was in it. That was a big yeah, her dog was there. She is a very delightful person. Uh, but I just this episode did not stick with me. I got to go two and a half. Bad hashtags. Fair. It's a fair rating. It's a fair rating. I am torn. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode. I thought Nick and Mitch were in fine form. I thought Esther was a great guest. I think this episode was hurt by a couple of things. This episode was hurt, for one thing, by the fact that I didn't know the restaurant. And I don't think anybody knew the restaurant outside of Southern California. This episode was also hurt by the fact that the dog stuff, while cute, there is no context to it for anybody who who doesn't see the dog. Not great podcast. Yeah. So, like this cool mug I'm holding up you can't see. I can't. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, you guys will never know that I've already gone through two beers during this record. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I can find no real fault with the episode. I certainly enjoyed listening to it. Um, the, the Mitch religion thing threw me out of the moment as I was listening to it. Um, but, but overall it was still an enjoyable listen. Um, and I think we're rating these not on the scale of Doughboys episodes, but on the scale of podcast episodes as a whole. So while this was a particularly subpar Doughboys episode, I would say it was still an excellent listen. I enjoyed listening to it. Three bad hashtags out of five. Also fair. All right. Once again, ballpark buds. Yep. Ballpark buds. Or I'm going to tank that the next round. <laughs> One Let's hashtag. jump in. <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> Coldstone. Coldstone. This was... Uh, Kevin T. This is the one we yeah. talked about it a little bit in our last episode. Yeah. Kevin T. Porter. Uh, um, one of, in my opinion, the best guests they've had. He was fantastic. So good. So good. He's one of my favorite people. You know, I didn't know Kevin at all. Um, I, I knew of him basically just as Demi's co-host yeah. in um, Gilmore Guys. But he's, like, delightful. He's so cheerful and positive. Um, so much and I mentioned in this episode. The- and you had interviewed him for your show, right? Yeah, I interviewed him for my show. And, you know, I was I, I recorded 12 episodes of the podcast preview. I did probably five or six interviews. Um, and uh, Kevin was the most... I would say ready to go. Like he was so he was so ready to be calling into a guy who had literally only recorded eleven episodes of his show, had only interviewed four or five people ever before. I think I did pretty well considering those numbers, but the fact is I was a total beginner and Kevin was extremely gracious and super, super nice and just improv ran with everything I said, you know, That's super, great. super nice guy. So and and he he exudes that on every other show he yeah. guests on too. Like he's super, like just so positive and cheerful and peppy and nice. Um, well, I didn't know uh, Demi is also from Texas. Do we do we know if Kevin and Demi met like back in Texas or did they meet in LA? I don't know the origin. I don't know if they ever actually. I think that. I do. Now that I mention it, I think they I think they met through Twitter. Uh, and only started hanging out when they did Gilmore That's Guys. Crazy. I think somebody, I think Kevin said, anybody want to do a Gilmore Girls podcast with me? Aww. And Demi like said, I would. And of course, Kevin, like anybody else, jumped at the chance to work with like Vine superstar Demi Adigibe. <laughs> and the show was That's born. That's adorable. <clears throat> but I, I hadn't actually known that Demi was from Texas until we listened to his uh, Church's episode this week. There you go. I also really love that Kevin added something to the Doughboys pantheon, if you will, uh, by bringing in the uh, uh, Weiger prom pictures. Yes. Which, again, I love that. If you haven't looked them up online, I think uh, they post them on the Facebook group and I think on uh, Weiger's Twitter. God damn, are they a delight to look at. So good. <laughs> so funny. He's so adorable and so Weiger-esque in those pictures. So, so what you would exactly. expect. I can but hope that my high school pictures don't scream my name as badly as Weigers do, his because uh, because I don't really like my high school pictures. So. But I'm sure you know whatever. Everybody looks like a goofball yeah. in high school. Um, yeah, no, I loved that, and I loved like I, I listened to that episode actually kind of late, um, actually about a week late. Um, 
But uh, so I saw the pictures before I heard the episode, and knowing what was coming, I loved hearing Weiger's <laughs> like tenuous interest but yeah. fear as Kevin was like. I have something of yours, you know. And Mitch looking at them first and describing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, they really constructed that oh, that perfectly segment done. perfectly. Yeah, that's just good podcasting. So funny. Just did on the fly, and it was a great segment. Good podcasting. So, you guys, uh, Gilmore Girls fans, we talked about this in the last episode, but let's let's run it over briefly. I've seen most of it, and I am looking forward to the Netflix show next week. Nice. I think I mentioned last week on our last episode, I have not seen it, but I have had multiple people try to pressure me into watching it, and I think <laughs> I will eventually get there. Well, I'm sorry if you felt pressured by me. <laughs> just trying to help you out. <laughs> I watched half of an episode to prepare for my interview with Kevin, and um, I don't get sitcom acting. You know, that's too... Self-aware. This is very stylized, yeah, yeah. Stylized yeah, is the word. Stylized. Yeah. See, I love talky shows and talky movies. I could watch just two people talk, like My Dinner with Andre style for a movie, and be delighted and just be. Do you like The West Wing? I did. I didn't love the politics stuff as much. Like I'm not as into politics, so I didn't love it. But I, I love that fast-paced talk. Not necessarily pop culture reference, just whip-smart writing back and forth. I'd much mm. rather watch something like that than just a really beautifully done, introspective but quiet movie. Like if it's just scenery, 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 someone looking forlorn, scenery, 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 I start falling asleep. It could be the most sensitive and beautiful thing, but someone say something, please, and not just a one-syllable word. Something interesting. So for me, Gilmore Girls works like... like that because it's very fast, and there are. It's like it's almost like they're not real world people. Like it's this pocket universe where people talk that way and interact that way and i just i i like it It works for me i see that i like i don't know there's stuff i like that's stylized you know what i'm saying i I don't i don't really know i feel like because i used to say like well i don't like sitcoms i just don't like sitcoms but that's a really broad brush to paint and some of the shows i do like are sitcoms so like Arrested you know, Development. I used to say I don't like musicals, yeah, Arrested but Development is I loved the Flight of the Concords. Like, they're both sitcoms, right. but you would never say they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing. Just yeah, like musicals. Again, Brendan would probably tear my head off as of this, but I would say hmm. I'm not a big fan of most musicals. Like, I, I like just picturing West Side Story with, like, gang members snapping their fingers and tapping their toes and, like, ugh. Shoot me! This is so dumb. <laughs> but then I am obsessed, as you guys probably didn't catch. But we were quoting Sweeney Todd lyrics back and forth to each yes. other. Yeah, I didn't know what that was in our little <laughs> chat thread. Um, <laughs> uh, I love Sweeney Todd. I obsessed with it. I know everything about it, not probably as much as Brendan, but but yeah, love Sweeney Todd. Hate West Side Story. I'm a complicated person. Are you a musical guy, Rob? Uh, I like some musicals. I. I don't go out of my way for many. I grew up uh, frequently, and and for no cultural reason. We all whatsoever. grew up frequently. I grew up frequently <laughs> watching hey. uh, Fiddler on the Roof, and actually got to see Topol do his final performance of Oh, nice uh, Tevya in Fiddler oh, wow. on the Roof, and I love that one with all my heart. I I can't say there's a whole lot of other musicals that uh, really draw me in. I'll say this about Fiddler on the Roof. I haven't seen Fiddler on the Roof. 
Um, but I have seen Fiddler on the Roof inspired bits mm-hmm. on Colbert <laughs> and elsewhere. But I don't know if you guys caught the Fiddler on the Roof bit on Colbert. I think I did. I don't I think I did. It. Uh, so I'm Jewish. You guys may or may not know. Yes. I grew up Orthodox Jewish. Um, I have good friends who are Hasidic Jews. And uh, the whole Fiddler on the Roof thing kind of weirds me out. It's a little bit of a weird, like, costumization of that oh, whole thing really? to me. Oh, yeah. yeah, a little bit. So I don't know if there's, like, legitimacy to it. I don't know if there are, like, writers who were... But the writer was whatever that guy, right? The writer was, like, that big musical guy. Yeah, I could not name them. Oh, man, Sondheim, I know. That's about it. It's the other guy, Harvey Firestein okay, or something. Sure. Is that a guy? Uh, again. If Brendan were here, he'd be answering these. Whoops! Enjoying <laughs> his baby. Uh, cares, Joseph Stein, I think. That oh, sounds Jewish. <laughs> that must be it. There are only so many Jewish people in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For whatever reason, uh, and you know, Tevia is a pretty legit name. You know, like Tevia's yeah. like that's Yiddish. You know what I mean? Like that's legit. Um, so I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know enough about it. But from from the from the far distance at which I've looked at uh, uh, Fiddler on the Roof, uh, I am I am worried that it is problematic. I apologize for enjoying um, a problematic music. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my millennialness. Is that like literally I'm like mad at it and I've never seen it. So you know, that's where the millennial haters kind of have my number on that one. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have uh, Cold Stones in your local area? I actually have like a lot of childhood memories with Cold Stone. Um, Cold Stone is another restaurant that there are kosher iterations of. That makes um, sense. So I went to kosher Cold Stones in San Diego, where there's almost no kosher restaurants. Um, I've been to kosher Cold Stone in... And ice cream is kind of... Uh, it's easier to find yeah. kosher ice cream than kosher versions of other stores for, for a couple of reasons. Um, so I actually had Cold Stone a lot in high school, um, and, uh, uh for that reason, I, I'm more aware of it than many mm-hmm. other restaurants. Um, that said, I'm not a big ice cream guy. I'm not a big, like, desserts guy. So, as a, as a standalone restaurant, sometimes it's kind of, uh, it's kind of missing something yeah, to me, you know? Sense. Yeah. We didn't, I don't think we got them here until somewhat late. I certainly didn't have it until easily in the 2000s easy well, you had marble slabs right yeah no even though we had a proper cold stone uh here well i think cold stone has since closed i'm remembering yeah. my time in toronto actually it has since closed i went we had a couple around town i went to i remember going in and i'm doing the song and all that stuff like that uh so i've never seen mm. it i remember doing the folding fixings and all that now we just have marble slab which is basically the same thing uh but yeah i remember going to cold stone i'm liking it but again like you i'm not a big dessert person at a restaurant, if I, you know, gun to my head, dessert or appetizer, appetizer is going to win 99% of the oh, time. Oh, any day. It's almost impossible for me to choose dessert over an appetizer. If you're an appetizer person, hashtag apps first. <laughs> if you're a dessert person, hashtag... Just desserts. Just desserts. Ooh, there right. it is. I like that. <laughs> what about you, Rob? Uh, I'm same as Brian. Uh, we did not have anything remotely similar to a Cold Stone until... Probably the mid two thousands, and when they popped up, they popped up all over, and it was kind of a fad. Yeah. Same as the frozen yogurts were around here when that happened. Yep. Uh, I I I probably have only been to a Cold Stone a half a dozen times in my life. I've not been to one in years. Uh, the closest one to me now, I would either have to go probably downtown Chicago or about forty minutes south. 
so I did not visit one, but uh, I have had the gotta have it on multiple occasions. Oh, really? And that that is a that is a mess of ice cream. <laughs> I tweeted when they posted the pictures of it, uh, what Mitch got as the gotta have it, that giant, gi- like bigger than you can imagine a portion of ice cream. I tweeted out to them or post on Facebook. This this isn't for a person. This is for Biosphere Three. <laughs> I didn't tribute to Seinfeld. That's a line from Seinfeld. Then I also said it was also for Mexico, so I didn't steal. But yeah, it's not a person. It's for Biosphere Three. That was like what? Well, uh, that's got to be for at least two, three people. Like, I don't know how one person can eat all that. I'll go to Cold Stone and get a kid's. <laughs> I mean, I think a like enough ice cream is for me. Probably more than enough ice cream. Easily. Yeah. I would say that too. But I still did the gotta have it in a dipped waffle bowl. <laughs> there you go. Oh my mm. god. Now a waffle bowl I'm all about. Yeah, I agree. Not dipped though. I don't want it dipped. Oh, I'll get it dipped. Give I don't get waffle. like the I usually don't get like the dip with like sprinkles or nuts or anything like that. Just like a dip is good enough. Here's the thing I'll say. If unless chocolate is the focus of uh, a thing, I don't want chocolate in there. Oh, interesting. So I love Brownies are delicious. Chocolate bars are good. I don't want chocolate drizzle on my shit. You know. I usually don't get chocolate. I prefer as like a sugar cookie. Pieces are. I usually go for mm. if like a fruit flavor because I like more tangy than sweet chocolate. Like fine chocolate can be too rich. Um, but yeah, maybe like mint with some chocolate fold in it is good because they got the counterpoint with the mint, which I find really nice. But uh, yeah, just like people get chocolate and on chocolate and on chocolate, they go, oh, that's too much. No, thank you. You chocolate guy, Rob? Uh, I when it comes to ice cream, I am certainly more of a chocolate guy. Uh, when it comes to candy, I am more on the sour or tangy fruit side. Me too. Yeah, gummies all the way for me. Get gummy anything. I have been resisting buying a bag of Haribo gummy bears every week. <laughs> When I go to the supermarket, I love Haribo gummy bears. I've also been enjoying the Trader Joe's's uh, got the soft, like Australian style licorice. It's really good. I got a bag of serving size seven I got pieces. A bag of Skittles at work. That I'm still going through. I've still never had a Skittle. Gosh. <laughs> like a rainbow. I feel like for all the for all of my love of food, I, I need to eat more of these things I haven't had before. You're getting what? There. Just what so should I... Aaron try next? Use the hashtag Aaron's Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, by the way. I would love this. Get at me on Twitter, at Aaron Staley. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Rob, have you played Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time? I have played both. Uh, I think... Which is better? Definitely Ocarina. Get that Majora's out of okay. here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I to be honest... I've gone through Ocarina of Time at least a half a dozen times. I don't think I ever finished Majora's Mask. And oh, wow. I think that was because I got stuck because the game was designed in a way that you could do things in the wrong order and it would just break the the flow of it and you could never finish. Oh, that's bad. So, yes. So I got to go Ocarina. What do you guys think about fucked up naming conventions at restaurants? Like, like Tall Grande Venti or Like It, Love It, Gotta Have It. I don't mind it. It's when you have medium and large and extra large that bothers me. There's no small. Like, just have small, medium, mm, large. Yeah, that's annoying. Like, you see that, at, I think, movie Although, theaters more, but if you're going to totally change the names but still be consistent, small, medium, large, that's fine for me. But, uh, like, oh, just, 
Oh, I hate when you don't have small or large or whatever. Uh, I do think there's a consistent understanding of what's what say a small fries is. So if you're a fries yeah. restaurant that has three sizes of fries and one of them is a standard medium. Yeah, I think so. You know, I could see them going medium, large, extra large. I know it's just to avoid confusion. Just by definition, what is medium if there's not a small? Yeah, you, if there's going to be well, a medium, medium in reference. Medium literally means it's medium in, in reference to the norm of 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 the global norm of, of fries. <laughs> it's a medium sized order of fries. Like you don't go out in the world and go, uh, "Oh, that's a medium sized person." And then go, "Well, they're the smallest person in this room because we're in a room full of basketball players, so that's a small person." Uh, this is when you're on a menu and you have three options. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I think in this situation the menu is the room full of people. Exactly. And there you if go. if the smallest person in that room is the smallest person in that room, that's a small. 100%. That's not a medium. Yep. Will you say that? Okay, you're in a room with Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Shaq. You're gonna look at Hulk Hogan and go, "That's a small I'm guy." Smaller I'm gonna, than Shaq. Well, I'm gonna say I'm smaller. I'm small. And then Hulk's medium. <laughs> or no, in this scenario, you're outside this room looking through a two-way mirror. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll accept, I'll accept regular and large. Yeah, and in the room. <laughs> okay, all right. So regular, large, extra sure. large. That's fine. But like fancy okay, names, all right. like Venti and all that. I mean, yeah, you feel silly saying it sometimes. But after a while, if you go to like Starbucks frequently enough, you don't even think twice about yeah. it. And that's fair. In my opinion, in the Starbucks thing, I've walked into Starbucks and said medium or large, and they they don't even second guess it. Yeah, they know. They know also what you true. Mean. Yeah, they're not gonna get at you. Do you guys have? Do you guys have a like a normal order you would get at a Cold Stone or a Cold Stone type restaurant? Uh, I usually liked. I don't know. It's hard because like I usually don't like. Unlike Weiger, I usually don't like the pre-planned. This is this thing with all these toppings in it. You just order that. I like customizing. Like, I'll say, oh, can I have this ice cream with these toppings on this topping and this sauce? And that's it. Like, because there's usually something in there I don't want and something else I do want this and something else where nothing else is, is desirable to me. So I usually like to right. pick and choose. Like, oh, like, I want toffee and mint and uh, cherry. Perfect. Do that. But, of course, that doesn't exist on their menu. Why would it? That sounds insane even just saying it. <laughs> but, like, I usually – there's usually something about their pre-planned items that I usually don't want one or more things in there. So I usually just custom make yeah. it myself. Yeah, when I'm – Like, will you, will you usually make a version of what's on the to wall? To a degree, or, probably. Uh, I'll, like, maybe for, like, two things out of the four there, I'll get those things and uh, find a, a third thing in there that I'll want myself. Nice. I'm not like a difficult person that order. Like, if, there's, if this thing is on their burger and the and like I, there's no option to customize it, I'll just get that burger or that ice cream, whatever it is. But when I have a choice of these six pre-planned things or make your own, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna be making my own. I get that. I would say I'm the same. What about you, except Rob? Cold Stone, I I think I tend to lean and only Cold Cold Stone. Do I tend to lean towards the birthday cake option? Mm-hmm. Mm. But I also have not been, like I said, I haven't been to a Colts in a few years. I can't even remember other flavors. That birthday cake's the only one popping <laughs> up in my head. <laughs> I'd also, because I go to something like Colts so infrequently, that I'd want to get something that I know for sure I'm going to like. And if mm. I don't like one or two of the toppings and their pre planned things, then why bother? Because I'm not going to be coming back for like six months to a year. So why get something I'm not going to super enjoy? 
Yeah, well, that's why, like, at Cold Stone or at most other ice cream places, or even frozen yogurt, which I don't want to go too deep on frozen yogurt on this, I usually get vanilla ice cream, sometimes with a mix-in, sometimes really? just plain vanilla. Just plain vanilla? Yeah, wow. I really like vanilla ice it's cream. delicious. Anything outside of vanilla ice cream, I, I, don't, I don't want that, I don't want that, that mess yeah. on me, you know what I'm saying? Like... You know, chocolate ice cream, first of all, chocolate ice cream is just like a muddier flavor to, to plain vanilla ice cream, in my I opinion. I don't disagree. Um, and I do like a vanilla ice cream with a strong vanilla flavor. Not plain. It's yep. vanilla. It's good. Um, mint is weird. Yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, you know, I could get into a rocky road or something like that. But again, the chocolate is just kind of muddying it for me, you know. I do like a mix-in of a candy bar that I love. So, you know, a mix-in of a Reese's mm. Cup yeah. or something. That works. Um, I really like. So that's kind of, I would say, probably my normal uh, Cold Stone order is uh, a kid size or like it size vanilla with a Reese's cup mixed in there. And that's it. Yeah. All right. So maybe boring, wanna, but it's what makes me happy. I want to ask you guys how you feel about this because I just remembered uh, the town I grew up in, there was a frozen yogurt place that did your standard. Uh, you know, your blizzard knockoffs and your shakes and whatnot mm-hmm. with your mix-ins. Mm-hmm. And my go-to there has always been a Sour Patch Kids mix-in, which is essentially a... <laughs> if, Interesting. If you blended Sour Patch Kids into a, you know, vanilla Frosty. And I've gotten a lot of shit for that. <laughs> People do not seem to care for that as an item. And I'm just wondering I'm sure, how everybody else feels about that. I'm sure if you told that to Gourley, he'd just love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. A pack of kids. I remember at Dairy Queen when they first introduced the Blizzard, at least in Canada, I don't know how much later we got it from the States. But again, stupid childhood memories that are burned into my brain. I remember exactly what I got for my first Blizzard. And whenever I can recreate it, I do, because for me, it was fucking delicious. It was an Oreo mix-in and strawberry mix-in together. Interesting. So, yeah, the perfect mix of chocolate and cookie with that nice little tang of the strawberry. All right, beautiful. all right. Yeah. yeah. It was perfect. I don't personally like a gummy mixed into a dairy. Uh, but when I go to frozen yogurt, I will usually not be able to resist, like, the build your own frozen yogurt type of places, yep, you yeah. know, I won't be able to resist like one of the like delicious looking gummies. So I will like perch it yep. on top of a Same. cracker on top of my <laughs> thing so I can have it, you know, just one. Um, so I get where you're coming from. I do that too, but mostly because I don't want it to get adjacent to the frozen yogurt because then it gets hard and it's hard to eat. Oh, interesting. I cold. hadn't thought about the texture. Yeah, to me, it's a flavor issue. Where I don't want that dairy, sort of rich dairy flavor. Um, and I talked about this on, I was on our friend Claire Dickerson's podcast, IDEK, and talked about my sort of aversion to that strong dairy flavor. I think because I grew up keeping kosher in a household with a dad who hates dairy, uh, I basically didn't eat much dairy for the first like 20 years yep. of my life. Makes sense. So whenever i and and what i did eat was converted to not be dairy so like pancakes and baked mm. goods and stuff don't have dairy in them um just what you're used to or so so later in life as i've eaten things more that i that that i then detect that that strong there's this a particular creamy or dairy mm. flavor that uh that throws me off if it comes into too sharp relief like if i notice it too strongly so uh 
the example I gave on Claire's podcast was the McGriddle. Um, has a very strong instance of that dairy flavor, and and I don't like it as a result. Um, so I'll say, yeah, that, that throws me off. I can get into it in frozen yogurt or in uh, ice cream, you know, because it's part of the whole conveyance of the whole flavor. It kind of works in, in concert with everything else. But once that gets onto a gummy or something, I'm out like, no, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll still eat the gummy, but I will, I'll grit my teeth and sort of suck all the dairy off of it until that flavor goes away. And then I'll sort of smile and dive into the, (laughs) the gummy itself you know and and enjoy the rest of the process now that i've already gotten over the hard part the struggle is real (laughs) it is real man i'm telling you what do you guys think about cold stone as a whole good bad i like it but i i would never go to it that often i mean if they're even the marble slab which is like five minutes away from my work i like in the summertime you'd think you'd go pretty frequently i never really went i think i've gone like three times in the last five six years if that i did go to the marble slab in toronto uh on young street i was at a free concert at young dundas dundas square Mm -hmm. um and i went to what was advertised on yelp as a cold stone and it was a marble slab (laughs) but i got my ice cream and that may be the last time i had (laughs) that that might be the last time i had cold surface ice cream uh it was about two years ago so that shows you guys my opinion of cold stone you know i think it's fine for what it is but you know i'm not a uh, i'm just not gonna go to ice cream honestly you know when i'm gonna go get ice cream is when like a girl i'm out with wants ice cream and i will happily eat some ice cream in that instance but it'll never be my idea i would usually go like late at night like not like two in the morning but like nine o'clock at night or ten o'clock after you've digested dinner you got a little bit of a hanging for something sweet maybe and you're in the area with some friends yeah i mean that sounds nice but again the only the only time i could picture that happening is i have gone out to dinner with a date and then we've sat in the park for two hours and then we want some ice cream i've done that if it's me by myself probably not gonna do that i'm more likely to smell barbecue and get a sandwich (laughs) than than i am to make my way down to an ice cream shop so that's me i just don't it's it it, much yeah see Cold Stone's a little too much, maybe, for me. Mm. And since I'm not near one, I don't see myself going there again in the near future. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think it's it does what it does. Maybe it's not for grownups, you know. Maybe it's for kids. Your kids at heart, and like Mitch, and people you date. <laughs> yeah, it's a good date. Um, let's do a real quick snack or whack or whack uh, on those Reese's cups with the pieces in it. Oh segment. yeah. Have you guys tried no, those? I don't think they have. I have, and they're fantastic. Really? And I'm not even a big, I'm not a Reese's Pieces fan. I am a Reese's Cup fan. Uh, but they just, yeah. they essentially just add an interesting texture to the Reese's Cup. And it just improves on the, the regular product, I think. I'm curious now. Because I, you know, the Doughboys were not particularly crazy about it. into them. Yeah, they sort of said it's normal. Just taste a Reese's cup. And that's kind of what I expected. It seemed like a weird concept. It seemed like a gimmick for the sake of gimmickry. Yeah, for sure. Which is, is kind of what all fast food and, and packaged food gimmicks are. But uh, I, I, I just... I, I rolled my eyes at it when I first saw the ads for it, you know? I'd try it more for the Doughboys reference than that I was craving it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't yeah. imagine I would be getting it on the reg if I saw it all the time type of thing. 
Yeah, no, I would try it once. I've had them a few times before yeah. the episode came out. I have not tried it since. I just saw them in 7-Eleven and had to have it. <laughs> Gotta have it. So you're a true... <laughs> you're a true, like... Like, I would do that for, like, the Doughboys, for the sake of Doughboys. And I would enjoy it. But you're, you would naturally be trying all these foods that the Doughboys Listen, have. I'm a monster person. It's, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. No, I respect it. I'm, it's a comp. Like, I wish I had, like, the, the honest and pure enjoyment of, like, fast food and stuff that they... Because, like, I, I would see something that I'd be curious about it, but something in me will, like stop myself from buying it because i'm like no i don't need to indulge that impulse like of course i should indulge that impulse why shouldn't i well, i should just get all, this, all the fast go to a 7-eleven or no, no. a convenience store near you try something new today that's good i will not it's nine o'clock at night <laughs> but maybe tomorrow you know what i'll do tomorrow i'm driving from here to philadelphia it's a three-hour drive uh, i'm gonna have to stop at a rest stop i'll uh, buy something yeah. interesting you know I'll get myself a damn snack. What do you got along the way there? Sheets? What do you got? Uh, yeah, if I make it far enough north, I'll get to a Sheets. Um, or a Wawa if I go real far north. No idea you know, real far up into are. Pennsylvania. Convenience <laughs> stores? Sheets and Wawa are two convenience stores that usually have a gas station associated with them available in some parts of sort of the northeast here. Uh, or, you know, the I guess D.C. isn't really north, but... North of DC, okay. um, on the east coast uh, of the states, and they are particularly good. I mean, sheets especially. Um, sheets the one where you can do like the ready-made sandwiches, right? Yeah, Rob? I think why why you can too. Can you? Okay. How yeah. often are we getting ready-made so, sandwiches at gas station convenience stores? So these are these are these are not ready-made. These are custom. Oh. These yeah. are order at a kiosk. Yeah, walk up to a kiosk. Someone back there making it, it, and they're. I'm talking potbelly quality. Like, do you get potbelly in Canada? No. Okay, better than Subway. Okay. Oh, all right. We're talking a we're talking a quality tier up oh, from Subway, in my opinion. Good. Yeah, um, and completely custom made, just through like a little dial kiosk. Recipe for disaster, but it it uh, it's always I'd been great in my in my experience. Yeah, you to- if you if you ever make the road trip down here, that's that, uh that that's what you want to go list. for. So yeah, I might stop at one of those. I might just stop at. Uh, we have a lot of just like rest stop, yeah. You know, pavilions yeah. uh, on the on, up the I ninety five. You know, especially from Maryland into Pennsylvania, it's a really good stretch where there's one every half hour. Um, so it's kind of perfect. But yeah, one of those. I'll get some kind of interesting snack. Um, so I definitely think uh, this episode of Snacker Whack was uh, Snacker Whack, not Whack. It was a good. It was I a good agree. one. Snacker Whack for me as well. Hundred percent Um I did write down we'll get out of here before too much longer. We're coming up on a two hours of record Jesus. time here. Um but we tried uh, to stuff the, the, three episodes in here though. Yeah. I mean that's true. Yeah, we really, really crammed them in. This is making up for our lost time. We could even release this as like a double episode. Now nah, I'll put it all out in one. Um I don't want to have to edit it. <laughs> um, the listener question on this episode uh, talked about weird and unusual breakfast foods. Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. Uh, what do you guys think about what, – what are your sort of lines for lines you draw on what, what you're comfortable eating for breakfast and I, what you're not? I mean, do you even eat I breakfast? I like, a fierce debate, I think including Mitch on Twitter <laughs> about breakfast foods versus brunch foods. 
Mm, I don't remember, I remember the seeing specifics this. about what I drew the line up, but I go, you would never make this for yourself before you went to work or school. That is not a breakfast food then. That is a brunch food. Something oh, like I was, I got involved in this as well. Interesting. Yeah, I think we were on different sides of this. But yeah, there was a fierce <laughs> like, no, that is a brunch food, not a breakfast food. Yeah, like I, have, omelets, I, have, I, I was not in this I have debate. very strong opinions on, on breakfast and what you can and can't eat for breakfast, and that is that there are no rules, and that's all bullshit. <laughs> eat what you want, when you want. Yes. However, you know, it's something about eggs. I want to eat them in the morning. I don't want to eat them the rest of the day, but, but mm, I just I don't see, you know, I had fried chicken for breakfast because that's what was in the fridge. Yeah. Cold fried chicken is a really good breakfast. I think leftovers are a weird exemption from this. If you have, but like, I mean, I will go whatever. eat. If I if I go out to a restaurant, let's say like a twenty four hour diner in the morning, most of the time I'll get a breakfast food. Sometimes I go in there and I go, you know what? I'm just gonna have a cheeseburger. Yeah, I know. I and it is what that. it is. And I'll fight you if you, <laughs> if, you <laughs> if you get a problem with that. Okay, so when we go on our our boat boys tour, we'll have to have a fight first before we get in the car. <laughs> Winner gets shotgun. How about that? <laughs> i have a very specific routine every morning for breakfast um i wake up in the morning i make my coffee and then i make breakfast and my breakfast right now is usually two slices of toast with hummus on them um if i have an avocado in the house i'll do avocado toast um if I have time or I'm feeling particularly energetic, I will make eggs. Um, I've recently been fixated on Spam. Oh. Okay. Uh, so what? what's really good, two slices of Spam is too much food for breakfast. Spam is really, really rich. Um, but uh, I will have, like a, the perfect, the best breakfast I had this week was two slices of toast. On top of one, I placed a perfectly like browned, uh, slice of ham- of spam, and then a fried egg on top of that, and then the other one I just put hummus on there because I just knew I needed more food. But another egg or spam would be too rich. Yep. Um, for a while before I moved, I was uh every morning in my bathrobe going out of my porch and making myself a cheese plate with crackers Delicious. and cheese and like little cornichon pickles Ooh, and uh, like onion pickles. But I just haven't quite had my shit together enough to do that and getting the cheese all sliced up and 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 all of that takes some time and it's hard to really eat enough um like i find two slices of bread isn't enough kind of and it's usually whole grain bread it's enough you know whole grain and fibered and stuff to keep you full for a couple hours in the morning when i do breakfast my goal is to be full and to still enjoy it like I need to be having, I need to eat enough food to make it to eleven. Yeah. Not even, I'm not even aiming for noon. I need to make it to eleven. Now, if we're talking what's fun to eat in the morning, brunch, that's brunch. But I also have a firm stance against semantic arguments of any kind. <laughs> is it a sandwich? It is if you say it is. <laughs> I don't care. If you think a hot dog is a sandwich, I don't care if John Hodgman thinks sandwiches are things that you cut in half to eat. I don't care if you think sandwiches have to be two discrete pieces of bread or you think sandwiches cannot be two discrete pieces of bread and must be combined. I don't fucking care. I don't care if you think sandwiches are two things sandwiched within the other or if you think a sandwich is bread with another food. Who cares? It's food. It's delicious. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've been arguing that 
against John Hodgman's opinion on that hot dog for months, months and months. <laughs> I do think a hot dog is a sandwich, personally. You took out the restraining order against you, right, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. I mean, I personally think a hot dog is a sandwich. A taco is not. I would agree with that. I think a wrap is not a sandwich. Oh, it's crazy talk. But I also think it's all fucking terminology. Yeah, just like breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great note on which to uh, close out the show here, I guys. I agree. Thanks for joining me for a wonderful Friday night of food and fun. Um Let's do plugs, I guess. Follow the Doughboys on Twitter, at DoughboysPod, at Nick Weiger, at Boys Mitch. They're hilarious. Their show's hilarious. Go listen to it if you're not already, in which case, why are you listening Definitely. to this? Um, our show is on Twitter, at FauxBoysPod, F-A-U-X-B-O-Y-S-P-O-D. Um, we since the show's new there's not too much on there yet but follow interact we'll definitely interact back with you because uh, we're not doing much else with that feed um, so come talk about food um, I'm on Twitter at Aaron Staley A-A-R-O-N-S-T-E-H-L-E-Y what about you guys? Rob? Uh, I am uh, on Twitter at S-I-G-M-A L-I-V-E-S Sigma Lives and I am on Twitter at Coconut Phone 77 all as you expect it to be spelled. <laughs> there it is. So hang out with us on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to the show. We are on iTunes now. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, get on iTunes and subscribe and review and all that. It's good for the show, I guess. It'll get people to listen to it, which I guess sure. we want. Interesting um, theory. <laughs> we're going to try to uh, uh, get these going every two weeks. Um you know, slow start here for us. Brendan couldn't make it, and and you know we had some record issues last week, but we're doing what we can. Um, and thanks for listening. It's uh, it's been a it's been a fun uh, episode. So uh, for Brian, Rob, and the not present Brendan Drischler, uh, thanks for listening to Faux Boys, and happy listening. Bye bye. See ya. See ya. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Okay, try it now. Look, yeah, it now. Okay, move over. <clears throat> People of Earth, I am Abysme. And I'm Paprika. We have crash landed on a moon in your solar you crashed system. Us. I wasn't Shut driving. up, I'm on the phone. And we'll maintain this frequency while repairs are made. Which could take a while, so we decided to read some science fiction while we wait. If you crave imaginative stories, intelligent discussion, and comedic banter, be sure to tune in each week. Here on Benview or on YouTube at Raygun Readers. Until we speak again, farewell and safe travels. Why are you doing that stupid voice? It's not stupid, you're stupid and insubordinate. You don't rank me!